when you are all alone. Maybe the one who is waiting for you will prove untrue. Then what will War. War never changes. The Romans waged war to gather slaves and wealth. Spain built an empire from its lust for gold and territory. Hitler shaped a battered Germany into an economic superpower. But war never changes. In the 21st century, war was still waged over the resources that could be acquired. Only this time, the spoils of war were also its weapons. Petroleum and uranium. For these resources, China would invade Alaska, the U.S. would annex Canada, and the European Commonwealth would dissolve into quarreling, bickering nation-states bent on controlling the last remaining resources on Earth. In 2077, the storm of World War had come again. In two brief hours, most of the planet was reduced to cinders. And from the ashes of nuclear devastation, a new civilization would struggle to arise. A few were able to reach the relative safety of the large underground vaults. Your family was part of that group that entered Vault 13. Imprisoned safely behind the large vault door under a mountain of stone, a generation has lived without knowledge of the outside world. Life in the vault is about to change. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number four of Nitro Beard. And I'm here with the normal gaggle of geese, Brian and Tyler. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's the Google noise. That's all oh, Google. That's the geese noise. There you go. <laughs> I thought that was a Zoidberg noise. Right. Uh, I don't know how they sound. They make a terrible noise. But hi, everyone. It's me, Tyler. I hope you are all doing okay today and that your wallets aren't in too much peril and despair. God. Mine's yeah. hurting. I jumped out of my pants and down the down two flights of stairs. I was like, fuck you, man. I, I, I ain't taking this shit anymore. <laughs> I eat money! <laughs> <laughs> There's no, I'm starving it to death. Oh, man, yeah. Mine has was, no money in it either. Was, yeah, I'm like, how about a maxed out Visa card? Will that, will that, will that fulfill you? No, no! That'll, just, that'll just cause a lot more problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing too bad, but um, I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah, it's been uh, we're we're recording a little bit later than our normal schedule, but just because there's so much shit coming out right now, and we all had to have time to play it, and also somehow juggle a social life of some sort. That's what? 
I went to I went to Winners, which is like an outlet store. I did not enjoy it. Oh man, I went to I went to IKEA the other day on Sunday <laughs> um, the, for the first time. Holy shit! That's some this store. It's it's like the size of four WalMarts, and it it takes you at least three hours to walk through the entire store. Oh yeah, yeah. and they have pretty amazing stuff. Stuff you wouldn't even yeah, think you'd need. Yeah, it's pretty needed. awesome, and the, yeah. and the prices are totally righteous. And they're like, oh, yeah. I can put my textbooks on my ceiling because I have some like helicopter style right just yeah. shit that you didn't even know existed and you're like oh great i could put this on my refrigerator that way I, it'll alphabetize my cd collection i would have screamed at you to go sooner brian because i know you love that stuff it's not as crazy as like the crazy stuff that you send me that's like a guitar that holds ice cubes like that kind of right, stuff right yeah but it is pretty it, the stuff true. I, I do love that stuff yeah well we actually like, we, yeah. Uh, we we got like a pretty large entertainment center because our tv before was just like kind of sitting on a table so that like took up the entire floor in our living for a while and i, I just kept <laughs> bashing my shins on it but it's up now um yeah so now i can play um i don't know i guess i'll be able to play games better now that the tv looks better <laughs> wait is the tv different or just the the thing that holds no, the, the tv is the same just the thing that holds the tv is different <laughs> now it's a nice oak instead of it's, it's like it's like when i got a new in. pair of shoes as a kid i always thought i could like jump higher and run faster i, I think that's that. true i just got new shoes i think they've been more so when i ran i had to run after, as soon as i got them for some reason I, I guess i stole them and i was running out of the store <laughs> yeah and but it's like <laughs> I think because they're I think new and don't have like that old feet smell, like that, like that stains them and makes them all hard. Like they bent more, and I was like, "Oh my god, it is true." And then I jumped like over the mall and landed in my car. So. That's how they made so much money on us as kids. Whenever they just put that basketball on the uh, little, <laughs> what is it called, the tongue yeah. of it, where you oh, just pump that shit up. Yeah. It didn't do anything. It injected you with like with speed or something. With flavor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff. It, it, I think it just made your shoes tighter. So you, then you'd cut off the circulation of your feet, and you'd like run slower. <laughs> your feet go numb, and you're like, I, I feel like I'm floating. Yeah, and people, there'd be all those tails of it. I think you're like you'd squeeze it too much, and like all this white powder would come out. I don't even know if that ever happened to anybody. It was in like you pumped, you pumped too hard. <laughs> you wanted, you wanted, yeah, you wanted to, you wanted to achieve too much in life. Not too, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> yeah, you can't be all Michael, be all Michael Jordans. It's yeah. not how the world works. That's what that's get... what the preventative measure was. Because once you got to a certain point, you were Michael Jordan, and then it just explodes. Yeah, because he can't have that. He's not gonna put his name on something that makes you as good as himself. Himself, yeah. it's crazy. I saw at, when I was at Winners, I saw baby clothes with Michael Jordan on them. And then <laughs> what? I was like, like it's they, you won't believe the companies that make baby clothes. Like like you got like Echo and you got like um like Marc Jacobs. Like you have like everything, and they all make baby clothes. Fucking and they Timberland. So I'm not. Yeah, you know what? I did see that there was Timberland, and uh, not the uh, shoes, but I'm sure they exist at some sort of Timberland store. So throw on your Timberlands, baby. We're going to the clubs. <laughs> Put them on. We'll get some ice on your neck. In the club. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I should doesn't even sing that anymore. A bear does. Uh, a bear that's that says the N-word all the time. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, talked about that before, so hopefully it makes sense. To yeah. Oh, man. It's in one of the older show notes, like show number one or two. I can't well, remember. That reminds me. Speaking of, um, speaking of bears, did you guys see that footage from Disaster Day of Crisis with the bear attack? What? No. No, but that's so funny. Oh my god. It is the funniest thing I have ever seen. What happened? It's so um, <laughs> all right, basically like you're in the woods and you're you're running along and all of a sudden there's like a giant bear. And and so it charges at you and you pretty much just like step 
beside a tree, and apparently the bear has no control over its forward momentum. So it just, like, runs directly past you, and then you turn around and you shoot it a couple times, and then it charges right back at you, and then you just stand behind a tree again. And Really? It, yeah, I keep doing that basically until it dies. That I was remote... hoping it'd be, like, an uneventful bear, and, like, you moved over and it, like, fell off a cliff, and you'd be like, phew! Well, anytime <laughs> I hear about the bear, a bear in the woods, I think of before Lost came on the air, they had a promotional shot, like a promotional trailer to promote, you know, for ABC to fund it and everything like that. And it showed, like, in the first pilot episode, a character named Sawyer has a handgun and he's shooting at something in the woods and it's a bear. But they couldn't afford to get the CG for a bear yet. <laughs> yeah. So they literally, like, made a bear out of pillows and things like that and shot That's it awesome. out of a catapult. So there's That's a picture awesome. of this fake teddy bear, giant nine-foot-tall teddy bear flying through the air and Sawyer shooting it. Oh, amazing. Wow. It's, so uh, it's so... I don't know. There, I don't know if there's any other great moments of bears in video games, but I can think of one. Because <laughs> sometimes I get... Sometimes it's going to be... I, I can't believe that I actually have a similar story. Um, there, I, sometimes I get in these weird kicks where I'll go to, like, YouTube... Everyone gets YouTube kicks, but mine are weird because I'll be like, what games haven't I played? And I'll be like, okay, Final Fantasy VIII ending cutscene. And I'll, like, just, like, watch <laughs> ending cutscenes and, like, watch cutscenes from games. And it, it just happens. Like, it's just spur a moment. And then, like, yeah. I remember one day I spent, like, two hours, like, watching all the Twisted Metal Black endings and, like, all the cutscenes okay. from the characters. I don't know what happened. I don't know. That was pretty lame. But anyways, um, the, uh, the, the cuts. Oh, it was for the bear. There's a bear in Condemned 2. And it's, like, this crazy, like, psycho bear. But it's, like, you know, it was a really good video. I don't know. Like, the guys playing were just, like, from some other site. And they were just, like, freaking out. And just, like, it was just, like, a live recording of them playing it. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty funny because, like, the bear was genius. Like, it basically, it's, it's almost, like, it's not really scripted. But you had to, like, maneuver your way through this, like, abandoned house. And, like, go through, like, tiny areas. You couldn't go in big open spaces where the bear could get. You had, to, you had to, like, go between walls. And then, like, the bear would, like, ram his head in and stuff. Oh, my it was God. Really, it was super crazy. And then, like, they just did scary things. Like, I was like, man, I got to play this scary p- game. Because there was, like, all of a sudden the guy turned a corner, he's running down a hallway, and there's a mirror at the end of the hallway, and the mirror of himself running and seeing the bear behind him, like, scared the shit out of him, and he freaked out and died from that. And it was crazy <laughs> because no matter where you died, I was like, it looked lazy, but, you know, like, I'm like, well, what could they do? They, they, it, there was, like, whenever the bear got you, all of a sudden your screen just went red, and you got this canned cutscene of, like, an entirely black room, and this bear just, like, chewing, like, just, just destroying your face. So I was like, that's crazy. That's fantastic. That's I just... This- there are probably bears in Little Big Planet, but I have not gotten to it yet. There, but there I imagine at some point Planet. there's going to be a bear. There is. And I, I want to segue. That was a nice segue, by the way. Um, simply because we have, I don't know, nine immediate games we need to talk about, and we're talking about YouTube bears. Yeah, like, YouTube out bears. of all the, all so the we'll, times we'll, to... We'll kick out Fallout 3. We don't need to talk about that. We just we talked about bears, so... There's no, no, no dude. Fallout what 3 has its own, like, ending 45-minute segment that we're about to... <laughs> does, it have, does it have bears, though? It has things that might resemble bears under certain... Yeah, that's good enough. Man-bear-pig. Yeah, like gophers with giant fangs, and it's, it's wild. But... Okay, real quick, we're going to go around the room. Before we get on any one set game, let's just talk about the stuff we have picked up, what we've been liking, what we've passed on. Okay. Uh, why don't you start, Wes? You're always like, hey, Brian, why don't you start, Tyler? Why don't you start today, Wes? Okay. That, yeah! Okay, before I even forget, um, I picked up Star Ocean First Departure for PSP. I'm a huge Star Ocean fan. And this is the first time that number one has been released in North America. 
it was it had a really bad shitty fan translation where it was just a bunch of cuss words and stuff like that for a long time. <laughs> but now this is officially Square Enix funded and I'm in love with it. Um, Star Ocean, the second story, Star Ocean 2, that came out on the PlayStation 1, is probably one of my favorite games ever made. So I'm just a huge whore for Star Ocean to begin with. I just like the campy stories, and usually I'm not a fan of the really traditional Japanese RPGs, but this one is as hardcore Japanese cat-eared woman with a tail waving at you and peace signs. I'm like, victory! And, belts everywhere. Yeah, well, exactly. And fire spells, and during the battles, they yell, like, uh, Growling Wisp! Growling Wisp! Growling Wisp! And they'll say it over <laughs> and over and over every time you press the button. Oh, like, that's it. Lightning Bolt! Lightning yeah. Bolt! Firelands! Fire, fi, 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 Firelands! So you keep <laughs> just spamming that button. And then at the end of the battles, they'll say, Well, that was easy! And do, like, some dance and stuff like that. But right. I adore that's it. Awesome. They They... Essentially took the Star Ocean 2 engine, which has a great battle system. It plays a lot like if you guys have played any of the uh, Tales of series, like Tales of Vesperia or uh, Tales of the Abyss or anything like that. I picked up uh, Tales of Eternia for PSP. I think that's the only one I've really played. Then it's actually very similar to that. It's just you have, instead of being locked... Yeah, instead of being locked on a two-dimensional plane, there's a literal 3D circle that you can run around. You have free control over your character, but the battle system is very similar in the way that you attack and you can combo. And whenever you do two or more moves with two separate characters, it does a combo attack that gives you bonus stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of depth to it. And it's, of course, it has the ridiculous music and you can see the plot coming from a mile away. But literally, (laughs) I just have it because I'm such a big Star Ocean fan. And they use the whole entirety of the Star Ocean 2 engine. So the voices, the sound effects. So it's a big nostalgic trip. But even if you're not nostalgic, even if you've never played a Star Ocean, I'd say pick it up because it's going to last you a good 40 hours, I'd say. And what what system is it for? It's for PSP. PSP. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, so you know, the DS has been... probably my preferred uh, system of choice for an RPG just because I can take it around with me anywhere and... Mm-hmm. Get a little gaming here and there. So that, that, that's to, how mine I'm is. To look into that. And uh, and I'm really happy that it actually got released because the DS has been getting amazing remakes. You know, they got the Final Fantasy, you know, three and four. They got and, Dragon Quest coming out. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's already out here, and yeah, it's Dragon Quest yeah. four is great. But yeah, I love Star Ocean, and I haven't got to play. I was in the beta for Command and Conquer Red Alert three. And I had a lot of fun with it, but it's actually officially released tomorrow. I'm like, great job, Earth, for releasing all these games in the same week. But I got that to look forward to, and then I've been playing a hell of a lot of Little Big Planet. Fuck and yes. I'm gonna kind of go into. <laughs> what? When do you play? Because I don't know. Anytime, like I turn on my my PS3, I never see you on. So we must have totally opposite schedules or something. I, like I think that. we do. Well, because I work retail right now, and since we're getting ready for Christmas prep, <laughs> my hours can be anywhere from noon to midnight. Right. I mean, just because you have to go and do inventory, and you got to make sure everything's good, and you got to right. sell out all the crap that you have, so you can get more crap that you're gonna sell. Yeah. And and do you do you have a mic or a an, an eye? Uh, no, I don't have a PlayStation 9, but I do have a mic. And oddly okay. enough, it's the we'll mic that to, I'm using right now. We'll have awesome. to plan and, and get some Little Big Planet gaming going on because it's, it's so much fun. It is. I beat the single player in one sitting. <laughs> insane. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Make sure you guys wait for me. We'll all play together. 
And it's great because there's a lot of people that this is really the only thing I'm going to say on it before we get to it in the later segment where we can really yeah. dish out everything is yeah, yeah. a lot of people just want to get it to create things. So like I'm not even going to play the single player. I'm not even going to do the tutorials. You get well, so much extra stuff from doing that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, yeah, I, I want to go off on that, but uh, I guess we'll touch on that whenever yep. we get to the Little Big Planet. And then, of course, right now, the one thing that's on my mind is Fallout 3. I've been waiting literally 10 years. Fallout 2 came out in 1998, so it has been a decade in the making, <laughs> basically. They've been they've been working on it for about four or five years. Bethesda, the same people that did Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, and Morrowind, stuff like that. But, oh, it's so good. It is so good. It's not for everybody. But for the people it is for, it could be game of the year. Yeah, so. as, as I mentioned, I get my uh, my lunchbox bobblehead edition. Uh, I don't know. I think Amazon ships it. And let me see what is today. The, no, actually, I think they ship it today, so I'll get it in a couple of days. It's so good, and it's really worth. It. I mean, the bobblehead's really good because I got the exact same edition. And right, yeah, main, I didn't know that. You, you said that you actually collect bobbleheads in the game, so that's that's kind of Yeah, neat. it's a cool little inside joke a little bit, and I mean it still has the same demented dark humor, but we'll get to all that later as well yeah. when we just yeah. really dive in. Well, you will since you've been playing it and oh, I yeah. I, I won't give away spoilers. I'll just get everyone on a big hype train about it. So my goal is before <laughs> the – apocalyptic future? You've ruined it. Oh, my – you, there's a nuclear bomb? Oh, my oh. shit. But uh, <laughs> my my goal before the end of the episode is to make everyone listen and go buy Fallout Three. Like, and nice. I think I have the wording to do it. But um, okay, you're gonna, Tyler, you're gonna pull some like Darren Brown shit and like, <laughs> oh, I will you know, the, the, the mind guy and be like, you know, yeah. So you know, um, you know, when we're touch, talking about how falling bears are out of the sky and uh, there are three of them, and <laughs> like, man, I got this huge urge to go buy Fallout Three. <laughs> And they're like, oh, I keep hearing Fallout 3. What's up with it? <laughs> oh, man. But that's really it. I mean, I say that's really it, but I just named like four or five games. And that's been, they've been taking up all my time. But, yeah, Little Big Planet and Fallout 3 have been the main soups of the day. So, <laughs> but, uh, okay, we'll go, to, we'll go to Tyler next. What have you been what, up to? What is, yes, what is your soup du jour, if you will? Yeah, well, it, sound, it sounds like you say soups of the day, then there's nothing special. There's like... You know, it's like all the soups. Like it's like you know, if you offer five soups and you're like, the soups of the day are these five soups. Nothing special. Eh? Tomato soup. You just you just made you just made Fallout Three sound like run of the mill anything. Just oh no, it's soups oh, of no. the day. Uh, this, soup, this soup has oh, radiation in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, me, I just been playing. I I, uh, I pulled some money strings. I talked my wallet off the roof, and I got Dead Space, and it's Ooh. super good. Which I like. Well, even last time we spoke, I had it. Mm-hmm. But I this time I opened it. I pulled. I did some weird right, move. Right. I, some shucking and jiving, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna open it. So I opened it and I played it, and it's like it's really, really, really good. And like it's funny too. Like I, I don't know why I feel this way, but I'm like I guess because right now like I'm like I'm between buying games. Like I'm waiting until Friday before I pick up some stuff like like mm-hmm. Little Big Planet and Fallout Three. So I'm kind of and everyone's talking about these games, and I'm like. Guys, don't forget about Dead Space. It's really, really, co- it's really cool. Like I feel like EA is like this. Like is like right now they're like the um they're like the tiny tiny publisher to me. I'm like don't forget about Dead Space. It's like super cool game, guys. I know you guys will like it. Don't forget. And everyone's like, oh, I can create. Can you create levels? No. And so I'm like, oh, it's too bad. And they're like, and they're like, does a dog guide you around like Fable Two and Fallout Three? Fuck and I'm you like, no. Oh. 
I'm like, no, but it's like, you, there's like mutant scary dogs and they, they jump on you and stuff. And they're like, really? And I'm like, no, actually, I made that up to get you interested. And they're like, shit. <laughs> but um, it's good. It's, it's, I, think, I think what will really impress people the most is that you really feel that like it, like it's like your mom made the game for you. Like you feel that there's so much love in it. Like like it's like you're it's like you know like she, you know, love like love in the form of like zombified, totally <laughs> twisted, rearranged humans. But yeah, well, like you're playing. Okay, so you're like you're playing Resident Evil Four, like right? Love. And you're like you're playing. You're having a great time. And your mom's inside your door, and you're like, oh man, like oh I can't shoot and walk. Like oh that's I would that'd be so cool right now. And uh, you know you're playing Half Life Two, and you're like. Oh, I just dropped a. I just I need one bullet like that full ammo. But when I picked up the ammo thing, it picked it up, and usually it's ten, but I only get one bullet out of it. But the whole Why thing's can't gone. I a flashlight and a gun and, at the same time. Yeah, like all these problems. That's another one. There you go. Thank you. That's a good one. And because uh, they do that too. And so your mom, and then she's like, she goes out and she turns on the old computer and she makes you a game that fixes all these problems, and it's called Dead Space because she loves you. And um, like I think there's some really interesting things like 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 I said you can shoot you can you can walk and shoot at the same time you can skulk around uh, there is a there with every gun there's a flashlight built into it um, uh, the thing that impresses me most and it's probably like the lamest thing but it's this one thing that I'm like this shows that they actually made uh, a survival horror game and they took things into consideration is that um, you can shoot uh, you have weapons you know they they give ammo and stuff like that and um, you um, you'll shoot it so you your your gun can hold like five bullets right. Mm-hmm. Take a shot, and boom! You have limited inventory. So first of all, like just like many survivor, just like many a survivor horror game, and uh, so you don't really want to waste a lot of space. You can't shoot a lot. Of, you don't want to shoot your gun often, so you got to rethink things. So, anyways, you shoot a gun, you're missing, and you lose a bullet, right? Right. There's ammo on the ground, and it projects up, like it shows you what's going. It says, you know, there's five, there's five bullets in this ammo clip. Most games, when you pick up that ammo, the entire thing will be picked up, even if you only need one bullet. Which is something that always has always always bugged me because I always like having full ammo, and I hate by when that happens. Like I'll I'll try to avoid ammo as much as I can and just try to pick it up later because I don't like like later on when I may need it. I may need more than like one bullet, and also it's too bad because I picked up the whole thing. In Dead Space, if you need one bullet, that's that's as many as you can fit into your into your weapon and your load at that time. It will pick that up. It'll pick up one bullet, and then four bullets will remain on the ground, which is something that I oh, think wow. is so clever and is so rarely done. And I'm so surprised by it. Well, it seems like yeah, an it's easy. Re- it's realistic. Thing. So that's really yeah, it's, nice. it's 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 really weird, um, and uh, and so yeah, that 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 for that fact alone, I, I right away I was like I am in love with this game. The, for, visually, I don't even want to get into the visuals because it's so unimportant just because of how great the game is. Mm-hmm. But visually, it's gorgeous. The lighting is really good. Uh, my own scatter, my own shadow scared the shit out of me because I turned <laughs> around and a shadow popped up and it scared me and it was mine and it was embarrassing. But I'll tell you guys because that's how good the lighting is. Um, as as has been much talked about, like remember the whole scare back in the day when it was like, you can't pause the game. Well, I'll just press the, I'll just bring up the cross media bar, or I'll just press my crazy Xbox middle weird button, and then I'll pause the game. And uh, but yeah, there was always talk that they weren't going to pause the game because they wanted to keep you like constantly. Right, right, I remember that. And uh, so they have a pause menu, but really like everything is handled in front of you. Like even your like your inventory, you pull, you press up the triangle button, and it, like your your character has like a hologram projector right in front of them. So it just everything just is almost like in game. Now you you want to you want to go through your inventory when there's nobody around, and that will happen. It's not like anything's gonna sneak up on you, um, but you know you don't want to pull it up in the middle of a firefight. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as well, like one thing that I think is really really cool is that health is mapped to the square button. So uh, you just hit square when you need health. Like there's no having to go into the into your uh, your inventory and say use item or anything like that. You just press a button, you gain health, which is like pr- that in itself is pretty rare as well. I don't know, it's really really good, and um, 
to uh, do you guys have any questions about the game? I, because I'll, I'll assume you're going into the backstory of the animated uh, comic book and the movie soon. Oh, nice. See, my my only thing was two things about it. One, the whole inventory system. Yeah. Like I heard it talked about, but then I actually yeah. saw a video of it, yeah. and that was some Minority Report shit. Like I, <laughs> I saw that and that blew me away. I absolutely, my jaw was on the floor because yeah, you're right. It doesn't take you out of the experience. And not only that, but you know, the sound effects and everything like that yeah. are still going on. So if there's, let's say there's water dripping from a, a pipe right behind you, you'll bring that up and then you'll hear the slight buzz of a hologram. And then he's looking and depending on where your cursor is, his head will follow it. Yeah. And yeah. little touches like that. This seems like a game that, all of the little things, even though it's taking kind of the greatest hits from Bioshock and Resident Evil and any other survival horror franchise, it's the small details that really make it its own unique IP. And I just my my only concern, and this is actually a question for you, Tyler. Like, have you one? Have you beaten it yet, or are you still kind of in the middle? No, I'm still. I know. I know. Uh, I'm. I'm a good. I'm pretty good. Pretty well into it. I believe it's like 12 hours long. I think I'm like six hours into it. Oh, okay. I think. Would yeah. So would you be worried if they turn this into a franchise? If they if every year and a half or so there's another Dead Space? Mm. I don't know. It's 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 weird. Like I you know what? I think if they went the route of um, I don't even. It's hard to say. I think like from what I can tell, like. I don't know how the story is gonna end, and I think uh, uh, like the, because of the an- because of the animated uh, the mo- like because of the film and the animated comics, mm-hmm. a prequel doesn't make sense because everybody gets slaughtered except you. Right. So there's no there's no like there's no other resistance like the like the the, the animated movie, which is terrible. It um it shows like the like the uh, like the like this group of like you know like these weird futuristic looking people from like they look like they're from the fifth element uh like f- like battling these forces and they just get destroyed and there's some really embarrassing moments that I'll get to but um but uh but yeah like so you see that you know there really was little resistance and then it's just like and then in the, in the game it's just like you and you're like those guys like you're like those big losers except you know you're actually a bit cooler <laughs> and you know what you're doing from the get go like you're not like <coughs> fooling around just trying to like shoot their heads off or like trying to like just punch them in the gut. You're just like, nope. I got to use my crazy tools and cut them off, cut off their <laughs> limbs. Like so, um, I, if they did it, it's not even something that I don't want them to just like be like, oh, there's Ishimura, and then there's the Ishimura two, which is like the other ship that this also happened on. But it, maybe if, if they could keep it a franchise in the sense of, I don't know, like something like, I can't think of anything in video games, but I don't know, like the uh, like Twilight Zone or something like that, where you know the show's the Twilight Zone, but. It, it covers a variety of topics, so mm-hmm. it could be Dead Space. So it could still be a horror game, uh, in, like you know, like set in the future, uh, or like you know, in space. But you know, just have a different topic. That it doesn't have to always be about this thing. Right. I don't know. I, I think it'd be pretty lame if they're like if there's always a ship that was being overrun with zombies. Like maybe uh, like the, it deals with the planet, and it seems as if the, this, these things called the markers um, held back um, mm-hmm. some of these monsters. You learn this from the movie, and so uh, and so maybe like they could you could be on the planet and be inside of it i don't know i would like i would like a franchise because of the quality um but you know they don't if they don't make a franchise just make another game that's cool too but i just think it because it's it's so hard when you have such a good thing it's hard to let it go and i'm like you know what dead space is super cool um even though it seems like there's going to be a being into this a beginning middle end to the story i still want to see at least these gameplay mechanics go on because uh, they're so much fun like i don't know like for initially like like uh, no more heroes or, or beyond good and evil when you when you thought there wasn't going to be a sequel you're like all that all that good work went to waste because they're not making a sequel to this game but then and, yeah, it comes back and, and yeah that, so, that's kind of my fear like what you were saying that's my fear of bioshock 2 
Yeah. Yeah, see, and that are saying that too, yeah. Yeah, it's just such a well-contained universe by itself, and the story tells what it needs to tell. You're like, okay, this would be kind of redundant. And then on the Bioshock front, they're making a fucking movie, and I have no idea what they could even be referring to. Although Ken Levine said, well, it works in that medium the same way this, uh, the same way Bioshock works in the game medium. And if that's true, I'm going to flip my shit because I still, yeah, I still love that game to death. But yeah, I, it just does seem like this was handled with care. They yeah. wanted to create a very, I hate the word compelling, but a very compelling world that actually does drag you in. And hopefully they know how to properly go, I don't know whether go on with it or stop it where it is or... It's at that weird spot. I definitely, it's one of those games that I'm going to gladly pick up whenever this influx of new games stops coming. Yeah. yeah. Because I think yeah. my my end year is going to be around the time. Um, I know Lich King comes out November 13th. What what day does Resistance 2 come out? I think it's the November 4th or the 4th. 6th. Okay. So it seems like mid to late November should be the time that I start dying down a little, that my, my buying habits start. And then I'll go back and see the quality stuff like Dead Space that I haven't got a chance to get to. But that's definitely either one or two on my list right yeah, there. I think what, I, what I'll probably do is put like Dead Space and Spider-Man Web of Shadows maybe on my Christmas list. Mm-hmm. There you and go. just wait for them to play them because I'm a yeah. turtle gamer. <laughs> Me too. I'm just trying, I'm trying to get through Dead Space. I don't like having games that sit there forever, and Dead Space is like so good. And as Wes loves to say, compelling enough to keep me oh going. Oh my god. So I love it. Um, and and then I don't, I'm not gonna take too much time. I'm just gonna say uh, the animated comic that you can download for free. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not bad. It has that whole art style that's like, oh, I'm I'm not trying, but I really am trying. Like it has like it looks like sometimes you're like, oh, that looks terrible, but it's like I did it intentionally. So you're like, oh, okay. So it's a weird art style. The movie is is so bad. It's only cool because <laughs> as I played. As I play the game, like there's things that pop up that I'm sure the game kind of will explain, but mm-hmm. doesn't really delve into too much. And I guess that's where like the these things come up. Basically, like it, it, the chronologically it goes uh, animated comic books, uh, the movie, and then this game, and then the game, and you can see how it works out. Basically, like the the anime comics deal with um, the uh, the like the the people who follow the religion. This religion called I think it's like Unitology or Unionology, something weird like that. And uh, it's like a space. It's like a space religion. It's so weird. Anyways, and they're on board the spaceship, and then they find this marker, and then um, they uh, it, people start going crazy and killing each other. And then the movies, and then there's I think they may show like a like show like a monster, a, a couple monsters, a little bit into that. And then the movie is basically about the Ishimura before the game takes place, where mm-hmm. it's completely just ravaged by the by the monsters, and there's no one left by the time you get there. And the game takes place obviously, but the cartoon is terrible. Uh, I'm a really big stickler for hand drawn animation. I love it. I don't think that like Pixar killed 2D animation. I just think that they told good stories and other companies stopped telling good stories in that in that art style. That's true. Um, and this looks like uh, see, there's flash animation which I don't like, and then there's like this other really really super cheap looking animation that uh, is kind of on TV a little bit nowadays. Um, but anyways, it's super ugly. Uh, there's lines like uh, someone called someone else a hero, and he said, "I'm not a hero. I'm a man." Like it's just super embarrassing. <laughs> stuff. Like, and, the, and and what's super what? weird is that they make like there's like there's like this ragtag group of like I said like the Fifth Element characters with like wacky hairstyles and stuff. Even though in the game like no one seems to appear that way, they all look really normal. But some 
girl has like segments of hair in her head that are like long and blue. It makes no sense. Anyways, and like the one guy who like helps them is like this super big like um uh native like Native American esque character. Oh, like no. he has like uh, he has like a necklace with like some sort of thing on it that he like kisses and like he has a really long ponytail. Uh, and he's like just he's a really burly guy, but he has a lot of faith. But he's like it's just really embarrassing. Anyways, and he's like, that actually. But, but you know, it's like the Native American that knows that you can if you cut off their limbs, that's how you kill them. Like it's so funny. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that actually reminds me that right there because I've actually been playing Gears of War two as well. Yeah. And there's a guy. He's a big Samoan dude. Yeah. And I think his name is Ty. Ooh. But no. But then I was looking at my buddy whenever we were playing it, and I was like. If you're gonna try to be racist, at least get the race right. <laughs> like he's not a, he's not Thai. He's a Samoan, but his name's Thai and he's about 400 pounds. <laughs> oh, but but ba- basically that game plays exactly like Gears of War, but it's yes. just as ridiculous and oh. But continue. Oh, the only thing, the last thing about the movie is I, I want someone else to see it and like leave a comment on the on the website, which is what uh, nocorder.podbean.com, I think. Yep. Uh, leave a comment. Someone else see it. Maybe you guys will see it. There's a point where they rescue like several people, and they're like, "Come on!" Like, there's some girl who looks like your girlfriend. The the, the protagonist character from the game like looks like his girlfriend. It seems is in the movie. She doesn't say, she doesn't say anything except like yes, and then she like gets going. And you're like, "Well, she has blonde hair, like the, like the character in the in the in the game," um, and. Uh, they save, like, this group of people, and they're like, come on, let's go get saved. And then, like, the girl's by herself, and then you never see those people again. And it's kind of like, what happened? Like, mm. she was rescuing them, and then now they're all gone. So I'm like, what happened there? So maybe someone knows. I was, Maybe I wasn't paying attention because it's so terrible. <laughs> oh, the ugliest <laughs> movie I've ever seen. It's so ugly. It's like, that's what makes it hard to watch, and the dialogue, and the story. But uh, at least the story gives in, fills in some 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 stuff so you can have a greater appreciation of the game. So. <laughs> I'm finally finished. I'm finally finished, guys. It's crazy. Let's move on away from me. <laughs> All right, we'll toss it over to Brian. What have you been doing? Uh, let's see. Um, most recently on a PC on Steam, I picked up Far Cry 2, um, which is really fun. Uh, I, I, I played the original Far Cry, and I don't know, for some reason it garnered a lot of hate, but but I, I loved it. <laughs> um, I thought it was most excellent. So um, Far Cry 2 is, is different. It's not like the same character or the same world, really, but it's just... Um, I don't know. It's got that same flavor, and it's really great. It takes place in Africa, kind of really wide and open-ended. There's a huge map to explore. You can kind of pick and choose weapons as you please. You know, you don't have to progress the, the story missions if you don't want to. Um, but it's really neat, because you get to choose from some different characters, uh, and each one kind of gets, like, a different buddy in the game. And it's really awesome, because if you, quote-unquote, die in the game, if you get shot enough to fall over... Mm-hmm. Your buddy kind of busts in, guns a-blazing. And, and, like, in my case, it was it was this really buff chick, and she was, like, dragging me along the floor, <laughs> firing shots off from her AK. I'm, like, all woozy and shit. And she's like, come on, come on, get up. She's like, quickly heal yourself. And so I hit the heal button, and I, like, take out my knife and my pliers, and I jam it into my wound and pick out a gun. Yeah, that looks like brutal, a, a by the way. Um, that looks so nasty. There yeah, was, a bullet. I, Saw some footage. It was a bullet in a hand, and he just got some fucking pliers and jammed them all the way through his yeah. hand and just ripped out this bullet. And I was like, yeah. "Oh god!" I, I think that the most hardcore one I saw is he had like a bullet in kind of the the side of his his forearm, and he takes his finger where the bullet went in and sticks it in and shoves the bullet all the way out the other side. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? His arm out the other the- side. And then he wraps oh, a bandage around awesome. it, right? And then he's like, cool, let's and go. And then he drinks no. his blood to sustain his human life. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, so so it's awesome. So if you die in the game, your buddy comes in and like saves you, so you kind of get a second chance. And then you you build a history with this buddy, and so they become more loyal to you or whatever. So oh, it's really I, cool. I mean, the I one downside is, is yes, what, yes. Sorry, dude. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, no, no ask. My question was because I'm like, oh man, I hope I'm not terrible. Uh, you know when you wake up from malaria, like you're like, oh, I have malaria, uh, and then you wake up and the screen's all yellow and stuff, and you go outside and like there's like a firefight going on. Are you supposed to die there? Because I died there like right away, and I was like, oh man, I hope. And then I woke oh, up the, and like the some other guy saved me. Yeah, the, it's yeah. Al, it's almost the very beginning. It's like after you you get malaria, then the jackal talks to you, and then you wake yeah. up, and then so you're supposed to die there, right? Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure you, you get knocked yeah. out, and then I don't know. Well, so I, I don't like, know. I might try to replay it and see if you can I get hope out so, of there. Because I was like, I'm, oh I'm man, I have no sure. idea where to go, and then and then I uh, and then I died, and someone like came and rescued me, and I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. But I know that they rescue you if you die, so I was like, oh shit, I hope that wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. It, it'll probably warrant a, a second playthrough, see if I can, or just see if I can um, beat that first part. But uh, but yeah, so if, Far Cry 2 is really good. I mean, it's you know you can pick and choose your own play style. You can get all your weapons. Um, it, it's really it, it's interesting because you can either have like an assault rifle or a sniper rifle. You can't have both. Ooh. And some people were kind of complaining about it, but I can understand why they did that because it, it really makes you. You know, it, it gives an entirely different play style. Because obviously, with like an assault rifle or an MP5, you can just bust in their guns a blazing. Um, Plus, you look rifle. ridiculous holding like seven rifles on your back. And they're right, like, exactly. oh, there's a Jeep I can come in. Let me set down my 14 pounds of firearms and sort through the. Oh, this one has a scope. All right. And then. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so it's 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 most excellent. And um, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Definitely worth playing. And one of the one of the best FPSs out there right now. Wow. Um, but other than that, uh, fuck yes, Little Big Planet. Oh yes. So I'm oh, playing yes. that. I'm not. I'm not too far into the single player. Um, I'm on. The, I think the third area, which is the wedding, which is this really cool kind of grim fandango. Uh, you know, like <gasps> skeleton. That is. That is a good point. I didn't great. even. I didn't make that connection. But yeah, it's very grim fandango. Like yeah, the entire, it's, just it's the totally writing cool. and everything. That's a really yeah, good well, point. kind of. Um, I don't know even what the thing I'm thinking of. What is it? Uh, what's the festival with all the? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, uh, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> the, it's like, well, uh, it's called the Festival of the Dead, isn't it? Right. Yeah. With the skeletons, like, everyone dresses I, like a yeah. It's like yeah. it's like Spanish for like May second. It's like the 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 word itself. Well, is no, like, no, that's that's Cinco de Mayo. That's Cinco de Mayo. Oh, is that something else? Oh shit. Well, I think it happens. It happens around that same time, I believe. I'm probably really wrong, and this is probably why I had to take Spanish twice. But uh. <laughs> But yeah, that festival is very, very popular, and yeah, yeah, it's themed off that, and it works really well. Yeah, so so I've been playing Little Big Planet. Um, it was really cool because I was in the beta, as I, I know I know Tyler was. I forget if you were. Wes. I was not. I was not. Okay, but so I started working on a level um, in the beta, mm -hmm. uh, and, and they transferred those levels over, cause good I, deal. which is good because there were some really great levels that guys made. So my level was over there ready. It was already in my account and everything. It was great. So I just copied it off the server. Um, and and deleted it off the actual online for now, so I could continue work on it. So mm -hmm. so I'll be I'll be doing that once I uh, um, once I you know unlock some more stuff, and, you know get all the materials and whatnot. But yeah, so um, uh, Little Big Planet, Far Cry 2, uh, what else? I, th I think that's that's probably about it. I uh, yeah, I'm 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 trying to kind of focus in and make sure I beat the games that I have and that I'm playing. Yes. So, yeah. I, w I would say I would say beat Far Cry 2 before you start Fallout. It's gonna be oh yeah, tough. definitely. I'm definitely gonna beat Far Cry 2 before I start Fallout because yeah, I, I kind of 
divvy up my game allotment by system. So yeah, right now Far Cry 2 is my PC one. Awesome. And yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and in this next segment, we're gonna go into a little Big Planet. And even though Tyler, I know you're bitter because you don't have it yet. <laughs> You can tell us stories about the beta and what you experienced, and even though we kind of already touched on it, I think, last episode, this time we can go balls out, talk about the mechanics, talk about level creation, talk about the works, and we will be right back. Dia de los muertos. That's right. Second segment out of, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a four segment show, because after this we got Fallout, and then after that we got a few predictions we're gonna make for the old <laughs> game of the year, <laughs> which will us. come true. They will all come because we know the rest of the stuff that comes out is gonna suck. Oh. Mirror's Edge, Mirror's Edge should cut itself with a Mirror's Edge. Ooh, uh, terrible. I there. Yeah. What are what other names have good names that we can easily use to make fun of them? The games. I don't um, know. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, know. Gears uh, of War should go. Should uh, well, become like a POW. Gears of War. POW should POW. <laughs> God. And long long after the war, we kept a prisoner. Uh, oh man. Now it's gonna be just ten seconds of dead air while we try to think of names of other games. Like uh, I don't know. Right, <laughs> they're just—they get progressively worse. So I won't say my next one. It's oh. about resistance too. Oh no! Don't. Easily to easily to resist something like that. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, easy. I can resist it. No. Oh, that was. Oh. No, <laughs> this is just. Come on, come on, start talking about little big planet. Oh my God, there's a little big planet one coming on. Get going. <laughs> oh man, little big planet is so. And Tyler, I'm gonna start these fighting words. And I want you to rebuttal. All right, we're talking about it. Sweet. Yeah, I want you to rebuttal, but I firmly believe that Little Big Planet is the game Nintendo would make if they didn't suck. What, oh, man? That's well, crazy. Totally I'll totally rebut that. I'm going to rebut you because that's crazy. Oh, my God. Why would you start with that? Dude. <laughs> no, okay. If I'll you tell you. say, like, suck at, in, in aspects, like, you got you to be like, if they, because they, if they didn't suck at the internet, like, if they didn't, like, like creating and sharing, like oh man, no. like I think I think I think like the 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 aspect of Little Big Planet probably like the single player stuff. Come on, dude, the new Super Mario Brothers. You're telling me it's it's better than than town side scrollers? Mm-hmm. Can't break. Oh no, you're not. You're not. Oh my god, let's let's forget that crazy nope. point. Okay, the reason why I say it, 
imagine if you get you get the wonderment of Super Mario Galaxy, and then yeah. after the final level, like Miyamoto comes on screen and he's like, "I gave you all the tools to make your own levels," and you're like, yeah. "Oh my shit!" And yeah. so you can go and you can create your own gravity and all the physics of it and. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I really got Nintendo this thing. sucking is crazy hyperbole, so... Well, it is, awesome. but I mean... Boom! This, this is essentially a Nintendo game. Like, it has yeah. the same charm, it has the same polish, it has the same well, interactivity, you know, everything. I don't know. I remember... Well, we should... Uh, we gotta uh, stop lumping, lumping like, everything onto Nintendo. Like, this is a Nintendo game. No, this is, this is a medium molecule game. I totally well, said it that is. Wrong. It's just the it only. This is this is essentially if someone made an MMO or if someone made an action, you know, or a real time strategy that could compare to StarCraft. You know what I mean? Whenever you, whenever you make something so good standalone that it can compete with the legends, yeah. and Little Big Planet is absolutely that. A Little yeah. Big Planet. I mean, that's not. Even though, even though I hear and and read so many people bitching about it, which is just silly but you know it's like a, just some people just have no souls i don't understand it well some people have oh, no yeah. creativity and that's what that's what the entire that game's too. about like the opening okay in the beta i know you both are in the beta and i was not so my first yeah. hands-on with little big planet was whenever i got the thing and yeah. did it have the opening movie on the beta like, yes oh yeah, yes. yeah yeah with the weird people's it looks like a michelle gondry the whole the whole thing is like michelle gondry's video game exactly like, it's crazy and just the way the narrator speaks, and he during the video tutorials, he has actually like laugh out loud rebuttals to yep. everything. Some um, sharp stuff. He'll be yeah, he'll be saying you know don't get bent out of shape if something's not working right, or you're gonna throw something at the cat, and the cat will throw something back. And then you'll get in a street right, fight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like that makes me laugh. And uh, yeah. It, it, the game is very, very, very serious whenever you take a look at it. Whenever you look at what it's done, is it's literally the most accessible great game creation tool probably ever released. And the fact yeah. that you can do it on your sofa is absurd. Just the fact that they made that plausible. Not only that, they made the entire game with those tools. They developed the tools, then made the single-player game, and then it was like, okay, we'll just make the creation mode in there as well. Yeah, yeah. And... It, it just blows me away. There's nothing like this. There is absolutely nothing like it. I could no, say it's, it's incredible. I could well, say so much I mean, and then so little at the same time because I'm literally speechless on what they accomplished. A lot of people are just gonna bypass it. Oh, the single player is fun and it's goofy YouTube stuff where you can subscribe to a guy that makes things that look like a penis. But there's <laughs> so much. If you look at well, what they're, you know, you know what I. I, I see people doing completely the opposite. Like I, I see people who are like, "Yeah, well, you know, the the best aspects of this game is the fact that I can design my sack boy and 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 make weird little gizmos." Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. You know, com completely dismissing the single player, which is a load of crap. Yeah, <laughs> the single player is really well done. I mean, and they did kind of market the game to just create. You know, it says play, create, and share. That's kind of the yeah. tagline that they're running, and they've yeah. really focused so far with the marketing on the create and. It lives up to every amount of hype that anyone could have ever said. Like whenever you guys were talking about the beta, I believe it was last episode, I couldn't get enough of it. I was like, oh man, this just sounds so good. I can't freaking wait. This is – you guys were hyping me for it. And that's why I was kind of quiet the whole time where you guys were talking because I was just listening. I was just enthralled. And that same magic 
definitely carries over to the final product. I mean, this game does for the same feeling that it gave me and the same I just had a smile on my face from ear to ear. It was yeah. like Nintendo just put out a new game. And yeah. it had that same charm and that same spectacle of this is why we play video games right here. Yeah. It's it's like if, if old Nintendo was with the times and awesome now. So yeah, like you said. Uh, oh, oh, okay, oh. all right. I'm not gonna even. Oh, I'm God. sorry. I'm um, sorry. The, um, my, uh, I think like one thing that I think really speaks volumes is that when I played them, I felt I was fighting like. Brian got in the beta before I did, and then I was like, oh man, so I was going, like like we said, I was going into his account, stuff like that, but it was like, as soon as I started playing, I was like, you know what sucks, like, this is the, my first time experience, like, this is it right now, like, I just had it, and there's no way I can ever feel that again, of like, playing Little Big Planet for the first time, mm-hmm. and there's not many games that I've ever, I think this is the first time I've literally felt that way, where I'm like, I was disappointed that I had an early access to the game, and that it was like, not the full game, so I wouldn't get to experience everything, but just alone, the fact that I was playing it, and that I wouldn't be able to feel that high again, like of like the first time, just being like in wonderment of like how beautiful a game it is, That's true. and having that English guy just be like, just pipe in with like crazy remarks, and and I feel I'm like, oh man, I'm North American, it sucks, I don't know, there, someone out there in Europe is probably like, oh my god, it's Bobby McFillin, he's like the coolest, <laughs> idiot ever. and he's so funny, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know this who this guy is, but he's super funny, and people are like, oh my god, you know, that he's he's knighted. I have no idea who he is. But um, it's like, yeah, and I've never felt that way before. I think I've only heard of people feeling that way for uh, for Earthbound. I remember some people saying that about Earthbound, they're like, when someone was like, I'm playing Earthbound, people were like, I wish I could feel that way for the first time of playing Earthbound. That's how it was with Super Mario 64. Whenever I played it in a kiosk, and uh, I think I want to say it was a Toys R Us. Whenever they were doing the big uh, N64 rush deal, and I looked over, and I was all hyped for the PlayStation at the time, and I looked mm-hmm. over, and I had never seen anything like that. So I picked yeah. up the controller, and I was just running Mario around it. And it was just the first little level, the one just the green level where you can go on and do a handstand on a tree and all that other stuff. And that, I was doing that shit for a good hour. My mom was yelling at me. She's like, we got to go. <laughs> we have to go. I'll be back in a minute. And then she'd leave and go do some other stuff. And I just – I couldn't – keep my eyes off of it and i had that exact same feeling it literally was like i was nine years old again and yeah that same it, joy is fantastic oh it's it's bizarre though because the mechanics of the game are very complex but i feel that the game is based entirely on emotional response um that's where i got all of my enjoyment like what i told to you guys earlier is i beat the single player in one sitting that's a good 12 hours of game that i yeah. just beat I had the day off work. I was like, you know what? It's getting crazy at work. I just want to relax. And I did. And I beat it. Some of those later missions, man, get ridiculous. Super hard. So if you're a fan of games... And I love that. Yeah, oh yeah. And if you're a fan of games that do that, if you need pinpoint accurate timing, you know, oh well, I need to run here and then I can run through these and these won't fall yet, but then this fireball is going to hit me if I don't jump exactly right here and ricochet off this... There's levels like that, and people are going to make levels like that. So there's something there yeah. for you. However, if you just want to go in and you just want to, like with a loved one, just have a fun co-op experience, have goofy inside jokes with your buddies, do whatever, you can make that as well. I mean this is a game for everyone, and this is exactly what Sony needed. Sony needed yeah. a game that no matter what kind of gamer you are, I don't care if all you play is Zuma. I don't care if all you play is World of Warcraft. I don't care if all you play is Call of Duty 4 in a clan online. You will love Little Big Planet. There's no doubt in my mind. Do you, um, I guess this is more tailored for Brian, but Brian, did what you up? any did you feel there were certain problems in the beta that have now been ironed out? Because I even heard that the beta was like 
the E3 build, if not earlier. So like there was right, a yeah, lot of stuff missing. Like that. Yeah, it's um, funny for me, and I probably like, got it from some loser. But uh, but yeah, do you feel right. that it's uh, that it's uh, better? Um, yeah, they they definitely fixed some things, and they've they've streamlined a couple things. Um, um, especially with the like kind of tagging and rating of levels, um, which is which is pretty nice. Uh, let's see what else. Um, like um, I, don't know, I mean, uh, I mean, it was it was all. I mean, like I mentioned before, they've they've you know they've thought of so much that so much of it was already there in the beta, even in the early build. That I don't know. I mean, I guess it's to streamline and stuff, but I don't know. I guess I was too busy enjoying it to really pay attention. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, like I, mean, I myself, I didn't, I didn't feel there was a lot of problems with it at all. I thought, I thought it was a really solid beta. It was a funny beta, like a beta where you're like, this is just like almost like a demo of the game. Um, would either of you? I'm not sure if you guys got everything you want to say because I have questions. So if you guys, oh no, say, go go with your questions, and I could probably. My question is, like, yeah. would you guys, would either you guys feel that if you didn't have online, that this was a good game, or do you feel that a the, like the most important? Do you feel it's like almost like a game like? Um, like the orange box, like you still have Half Life, but you just can't play Team Fortress Two. Or do you feel that that it's in, it's crucial to have online with Little Big Planet? Personally, enough game. Personally, online. for me, I have not gone online at all yet. I have mm-hmm. not even gone to that portion of the menu. I played the single player and I messed with a good ten hours of the level creator. That's all I've yeah. done, and I still think this is a contender for the best game, the f- best yeah, first or third-party game that Sony has ever released, ever. Sackboy mm-hmm. should be their mascot from now yeah. on till the end of time. And this is the most original product I have seen in a decade. I mean, and I'm not trying to just do platitudes the whole podcast, but I can say nothing but the best things about Little Big Planet. And But, but Brian, what do you think about that? Do you, Have you trickled in the online stuff i know the beta was kind of like that but have you done it with a full yeah field? yeah I've, I've trickled in and it's i mean it's it's a great addition i mean like you said the single player i think i think alone is it's it's robust you know there's tons of stuff um you know tons of unlockables you know they're little like side kind of almost mini games for almost every level that you can beat mm-hmm. which is which is really great too um so alone it's you know it's still a great product um, and and the online, I mean, obviously, just kind of amplifies that by a whole lot. Uh, is online necessary? No, definitely not. Um, is it absolutely fucking fantastic? Yes, because <laughs> I mean, you've you've got the entire community, um, you know, people making levels. Uh, although I have one one qualm that already I've been like kind of looking through, and there's like a hey, click here, play this level for four trophies immediately, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Oh, that's so, really but I I just I just don't play those. Whatever. Um, but I mean, there are some fantastic levels, and there are going to be some some really great guys that, that come out of this. Like I think uh, Geo Sautis is his name or something on a, on on the PSN and Little Big Planet, and he made this God of War: The Demon Skull level, which is amazing. I mean, it's, yes, it's, it's on par with you know the the developer levels, and yeah. and so I you know I went into I went into his account and found out you know the levels made by him and played those. So this stuff's good. Yeah, I like this stuff. Other stuff. Yeah, not, I thought, to mention, um, not to mention the fact that while the game already awesome, uh, again gets multiplied by about a billion when you play with other people. I mean, it's so much fun. Yeah, I um, I it was funny because I, I made like a promise to myself that I was like, I'm not gonna play like levels based on other things. I think that's the easiest thing. Like I hate when people like you know like draw like Akia Toriyama character you know like they draw like their own Dragon Ball comp picture and stuff like that I'm like it's so easy to just to draw someone else's work yeah. and so with Little Big Planet I'm like I'm not going to play Mario level 1-1 I'm not going to play Sonic you know whatever Greenfield of uh, you're not going to play called. the Final Fantasy 7 
level. Yeah, I'm not going to play that stuff because I don't. I, I played that and it was the game itself. And why do I want to see an imitation of it? That's not even doesn't even make sense. It's so dumb. But that God of War level is really good, and I almost wish it didn't yeah. have that. It's like he just kind of made his own thing, and it was like it played the same. Because I, but I, there was like cute touches, like he had to hold on to the doors before they open, and uh, which is similar to to God of War. So that was a really just like cute touches like that. But it was like it, other than that, it didn't have too many. It just is almost just seemed like a violent, uh, like a gothic game that you, like a level you were playing. It didn't really have to have to go yeah. through the God of War vibe, but that uh, it, it it worked. It worked really well, and so yeah, it's cool to find those those, those levels. One of the great things that I, that I found out from after messing with the level creator a bit is that you can actually you can like mess with the lighting and the coloring mm-hmm. on your level of the world, which which you can make some really neat you know kind of atmospheric things. The same guy made a, a kind of mansion like haunted mansion level, so he made the you know the, it's really dark. It's it's you know it's almost like a spotlight on you, um, you know, so you can't really see a lot around you. So it, it's really neat. I mean, the level creator is is so robust; it's ridiculous. Um, it really is. And then just, just real quick, I have to, a couple of, um, uh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, um, do you, do you got it? Yeah, yeah, I okay. got it. No, there's a couple of, um, of reviews. Like, I, I hear a lot of people complaining about it and stuff, um, for whatever reason, God knows why. But I know you were talking about, like, the controls and stuff and being, you know, you have to be super precise and jump at just the right time. Mm. And then I, I hear, you know, some people were saying, you know, oh, well, you know, the snack boy is so, you know, he's so floating momentum and is, you know, I feel like I can't control him. But, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe they're playing, I don't know, I'm something with precise platforming here. But I, I don't know. I think people have to understand that it's, it's a different, you know, it's obviously a different character and stuff, so it's a lot harder to control and to master, so. Right. And, and it's just as challenging, which is great. Exactly. And there's a few levels at the late game, like the final level is a bitch and a half. And <laughs> there's a the level, you guys have probably already heard about it, called The Bunker. Oh my god. I I, I can't wait. Took, it took me six or seven tries to get through one portion of that level. My only main complaint um, as far as single player goes, it's the way the checkpoint system works. If you're at the, let's say if you're at the last seven eighths of a level, like you are there, you are 85, 90% through this bad boy, and you end up dying on one enemy more than three times, you have to restart the entire level. Yeah. And that got frustrating. But then... Do you, do you think it should like just push you back to the next previous checkpoint or yes, something? Yes, I think you should just be able to work back up to your other checkpoint. Not the one that you just got, but work back up to that one. That wouldn't be too bad. It's just a little bit of backtracking. But I can tell you right now, I could probably... There, there's a trophy that you get if you beat the entire, entire single player without dying once. I bet I, could, I, bet I could get it now. Simply because yeah. the challenging parts are all based on either timing or manipulating the game world around you in order to make it work properly. And after dying so much on certain aspects, I'm now a master at them. Like the, yeah. the same parts that gave me such a bitch of a time now, I can do with my eyes shut. And so I can definitely see on the basis of why they put it in there is, yeah, you're going to get better at the game. Absolutely. It's the same way as like if you're playing Wipeout. And you just keep crashing at a certain turn, you're gonna master that turn. You're gonna be the man at that 95 degree turn, doing full throttle with your boost on. Like you're just right. gonna get damn good at it. But it's just based upon the repetition. I just wish that they would handle the checkpoints themselves a little bit better. The checkpoints are fine and they're placed really well. It's just they only give you three lives, 
unless it's put down as a double life checkpoint, which gives you six. Right. And they usually right. put the six before a boss fight, which is pretty fine. But um, yeah. but yeah, as far as the level creation system goes, it's so easy to get into, and it's so easy to actually make exactly what you want. I mean, this is the same... Uh, well, basically right now, I'll just tell a little story about what I'm making, and then kind of what Please it's... Please tell me it's a Commander Keen theme level. Sadly, no. I... I Hell, Damn I can make one. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but uh, my my girlfriend's gonna come to visit in about a week, and um, you know she lives, you know she lives pretty long ways away, about two thousand miles away. Sure. Yeah. So she she's coming to visit, and I want to surprise her. And nice. last time she went to come and visit, um, she ran into some bad stuff at the airport. Like, just there was a long line, and then she missed her flight, and then they overbooked Are, are you going to make her, like, an airport obstacle level? That's exactly what I'm making. And awesome. the way it starts off is it, like, she spawns in the level, and she runs next to a sign and one of those big bears. If we were talking about bears earlier. Like, a <laughs> yes! big bear a big bear comes down, on, he comes down on a cloud. This comes together so nicely. And he, he comes down on a cloud, and he's like, hey, it seems like you're going to go see West today. And says all this other stuff, and it's like, well, you better hop in the car and go. And so she gets to run, and then she passes by a sign and gets in this car, and she drives it to the airport. Like, it has little ramps and obstacles and stuff. So she drives it to the airport, and they're like, hurry, hurry, hurry. And there's people cheering her on while she's doing it and everything. Um, And she runs into the airport. She goes up an elevator. She goes up through some stairs that she has to hop onto. And then as soon as she's about to board the plane – one of the flight attendants, or those people, what are they called? The people that check you in before uh, you go on the plane. Yeah, um, it's like the same people. It's like the air flight attendants. Right, like, they're, they're, they're the attendants, but on. they're on the inside of the building. They yeah. pull a lever and they're like, "You're never getting on this plane." And pull a lever, and she drops down into a pit that goes to like the food court and stuff like that. So then she has to <laughs> fight her way through the rest of the airport. And then the way I'm going to end oh, it, I'm awesome. yeah, I'm still making it right now. But then she's going to actually meet up with a guy, and it's like, hey, I actually have a private jet and all this other stuff. And then it's like, hey, just <laughs> use it. Just use it and return it back later. So she's going to hop into the jet, hit the go button, and it's going to skyrocket her through the air. She's going to th- go through clouds. She's going to go through all this other stuff. And then it's going to say, like, welcome to Wes's place. And then whenever it like goes down on the ground and lands and everything, um, my little sack boy person will be waiting there, like, dancing. The crowd's going to cheer. And it's gonna be awesome. And I'm oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm like 65, 70% through it, and nice. I made it in one night. I mean, it, it's one of those that there's key touches like placing objects is very easy. Um, yeah. Placing obstacles, making the pistons and winches, and uh, you know, elastic things like that. Those work very well. You can set the properties of how much weight they can handle. Just very in tune, in depth stuff. But they make some of the harder things that I thought, oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass to program, so easy. I think my favorite thing from Little Big Planet, as far as a creation tool is concerned, is what's called the interactive music. And basically, it's a song that is split up into six or seven parts. So you got the drum beat, and then you got your melody, and then you have your two accompaniments. You have, you know, it could be a harp or a guitar or something like that. And then you have your other melody, and then you have more bass, and then you have something else. You can actually set trigger points to where you want the music to build. 
So she starts off the level, and it's just doing the melody. It's a nice little keyboard melody. As she's driving, she goes past a trigger, which is invisible. I set it to be invisible. She goes right. past a trigger, and then the drums slowly start coming in. So it's building momentum, and it gets a beat going. Once she enters the yeah, once she enters the airport, it has this awesome little other melody with a guitar in. So she's getting happier. The music's getting happier. She's like, oh, man, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. The moment she gets to that air flight attendant person, it goes dun-dun-dun. The music stops, <laughs> and then it changes songs. So you can time this specifically where the character is. You can also control camera movements, um, sweeping camera, the dialogue someone says, the sounds they make, everything. Like, literally everything in a platformer you can create in this game. You should, like, get the guy at the private jet to be like, but you gotta give me a kiss first. And then... She kisses him, then she's gonna be like, "Oh, I have to kiss him." And she kisses him, and then, and then, then you can be like, "How could you do that? Well, I can't believe you right. said that." No. And then you can be all mad, and you just like, you just like rip out the hard drive at her system and throw it at her. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast because that's mean. And then she won't kiss him, and then you're like, "Oh, so now you don't want to see me that bad that you that you wouldn't kiss someone." Like, what does that mean? And you're like, "Then it's so I like it." And then, um, is there like a threat level at the airport? You should have it like the highest or whatever, red or cinnamon or whatever it's called. Cinnamon? Today's threat level is cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon. Delicious cinnamon. It's delicious. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, a little bit of yeah. cool stuff. I don't have it yet, because uh, the store, I got a special deal at a store from some trades. It's not well, even... That, that's, that, that's right. You know, it's yeah, right, so right I can't, now. Like, but... I have to wait. Supposedly it's tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, their, their, their check store inventory thing is down. I tried calling them earlier, but they didn't want to answer the phone. So yeah. I'll get it tomorrow. Well, everyone in the world, everyone has it. Super lame. I'm super pumped to play with you guys. Uh, that's right. You're, right now, uh, the servers uh, are, are being hammered, so they're they're oh, a really? little bit kind of wonky. Oh, um, so enjoy they, they, it, suckers! Oh, oh, it's perfect. We are. Oh, we're I love still, it. Um, I love it. You can't so play the game. I'm sure they're they're streamlining it right now or whatever. Yeah. So. And, and what's really nice is uh, if people are hearing it and like, oh, I can't find a copy or anything like that. Don't worry, because this is the epitome of a game that will get better with time. Oh, yeah. So definitely. literally, if this isn't number one on your list, I mean, it should be to get this year. But if it's not and you want to go play any of the other titles you're really looking forward to, you can always come back to Little Big Planet, And not only will yeah, it that's, not that's age, it'll get better. Yeah. It just blows me away. But Yeah. Real quick, if you're looking for, and I just gotta toss this out there just because I, I love these kinds of games. If you're looking for a, a PC, it's it's an indie game. It's free, uh, developed by a guy named Nip, a shit, a guy, developed by a guy named Nifless. Um, look up for Knit Stories, K N Y T T, um, and and it's it's really cool. It's a really great platformer, and it, and it's got level creation tools. Um, oh wow! So if you if you get that and play that and kind of mess with little level creation and download other people's creations, um, take that and multiply it by physics and burlap, and you'll get Little Big Planet. Oh, nice! Yeah, Very so good. that's about it. Very good. Yeah, but we're anyways. We're gonna... I'm I'm not gonna be able to hang around for the Furlot Three segment. I gotta take off. And have fun finishing the <laughs> podcast. I'll see y'all next week. What else could Brian be doing? I know it. Jeez, I, a man's gotta eat. All right, oh. and maybe play some little big planet at some point. Oh my! God. <laughs> How could you? The fallout's Although happening I should, right I should now. Probably, yeah, I should probably concentrate on beating Far Cry 2 first. Do it, and then yeah, worry about the first, goodness. Go get the jackal. Go get him. Yeah, you kill jackal. him. You kill his the ass. Jackal. The jackal. I'm gonna shoot him in the face. Do it with a machete. Wasn't it. Bruce Willis the jackal? Who? In a movie. Bruce Willis. Yes, he was. That was a pretty badass movie. 
Who was right. the other guy? I was I was worried to go. It was the other guy. I can't remember his name. And he was like, uh, he's an actor too. I can't remember his name at all. And it's not ringing a bell. It's not Richard Dreyfus because he's cool. I can't remember. His name. <laughs> it's like I can't remember his Paul name. Simon? Oh, he was in like he was in the Pretty Woman. Who's the guy in Pretty Woman in Runaway Bride? Oh, uh, Richard Gere. Richard Gere. I think he's in the Jackal. I think I think he's the cop or some sort of. I've never seen the movie. I just oh. know. No, I can. We can just hear the people going to IMDb right now. Right. Oh no. They're being like, Taller's such a idiot. God, it was Tom Sizemore. Come on, guys. Oh, Fucking God. Get with the program. Oh, but all right. You, you, I'm have, out of here. you have a good night, and then yeah, you have to listen to hear about the fallout. Yeah, I know, right? Because you're getting it, and you better f and play it. I know, man. <laughs> Bobblehead edition. I'm gonna start taking my lunch in a Fallout lunchbox. It's gonna be yeah. awesome. That's what, like, it was nice to skew in our computer said uh, the limited edition, but it said L-E, so we did refer to it as the lunchbox edition. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. All right, dudes. Bye. Later. Peace. Bye. Bye. actually here now we did this sort of backwards yeah. we did it like the real studio recordings do where oh well we'll just record the 14th song on the album and then we'll just do the other stuff later yeah so we're doing we already did the last segment and it's a good one so stay tuned i'm so confused right now <laughs> yeah you like <laughs> am i wearing pants i don't know i'm so confused fission mailed it's pretty crazy <laughs> Oh, man, but this is a very exciting segment because it's the return of Fallout. And, yes, we got uh, Dennis from Orange Live and other awesome podcasts, especially Nitro Beard right now, right here. <laughs> Nitro God Beard never changes. <laughs> Nitro Beard. Nitro Beard never changes. Oh, my. We need Ron Perlman. Like, that would just seal it. If we had Ron Perlman to talk about Fallout. It'd be great. Even though he just says like 10 lines. Maybe I can find he some other – I can find some friend to come on and be like, oh, we have Ron Perlman. This is what he sounds like in real life. So usually when he's acting, he's throwing <laughs> out a voice. So. You bring in a 14-year-old girl <laughs> and we're like, there's Ron Perlman. No, how, so how was Hellboy, Ron Perlman? <laughs> oh, it was fun. But uh, what am I doing? Okay. With Fallout. Fallout 
2 came out in 1998, I believe. And it's one of my favorite games probably ever made, simply because it was one of the first... Fallout was one of the first franchises that not only really sucked me in to the environment, but it made my choices matter. Or at least it felt like it. I mean, you only have one set ending. But nowadays, we're in the industry where you have your Mass Effects and your Bioshocks and, you know, we're... Games are about choice, even though people will always on a message board be like, well, your choices don't mean anything because you always get the same ending. Why don't you have 400 endings? But the cool thing is with Fallout, you sort of do. You have different variations on the same ending, and depending on the character that you create, it it changes how people interact with you, changes how like dialogue options can go, and... I know a lot of games do that now, but back in 1997 and 1998, this was huge. And it's finally back. Like, Fallout's back. And that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> that's a very weird... It's had such a ridiculous history. Like, um, Codename the Van Buren Project was originally Fallout 3, and it was made by Interplay before Interplay got bankrupt <laughs> or whatever happened to Interplay. So, yeah, I, I think Game Trailers actually has a really good retrospective. It's like 15 minutes long, but it goes over the whole history of Wasteland, Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and now Fallout 3. And I, I'm, a, so I'm addicted if you, to those retrospectives, man. Every time they have one on, I watch it. Oh, it's great. I mean, the, the Metroid one was perfect, because like, I'd never really played a lot of Metroid. And well, I just watched that, and now I understand what the hype's about. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, a, I'm all about some Metroid now, even though I've never effing played it. <laughs> but What? That's a topic for another but, podcast. That is, we'll do some Metroid. Hopefully they come out with a new Metroid and we can talk about that. Um, but Fallout, I there's just so much to say and not nearly enough time to say it. Um, Fallout's just one of those series. Like Dennis, tell me your kind of your take on the whole Fallout omniverse, so to speak, and maybe that'll give us a good segue to kind of go in through the changes and what's happening because there's a lot of fears right now that since Bethesda, the same people that made the Elder Scrolls series. Since they are making Fallout, that it's just going to be Oblivion or Morrowind with guns or some other game with guns, and it's just going to play a lot like that. But yeah, that was that's kind know. of or was my concern. Like when I first heard about Fallout Three and the first videos <clears> and trailers were in, uh, were shown on the internet, but uh, and I mean it's obviously not going to be like uh, the old Fallout in, in terms of of gameplay. It's not going to be that turn based. Uh, you know, based on the old GURPS engine and, and all that sort of thing. It's, uh, but I think it's going to be a good sort of marriage. And I mean, um, Fallout 2, I mean, it's 10 years old, right? So it, you can't just go ahead and, and take that type of gameplay and, and do it today. You know, it, it wouldn't sell. So, um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love those, those games. Uh, the first one, and, and especially the second one. Uh, the first one kind of irked me with the whole 150 days to find the water chip thing. I hate yeah. time limits. Um, but the second one was just so open. You could do whatever you wanted. You could go with the main quest. You could go and you know, do a lot of side things. My favorite thing to do when you're playing Fallout 2 is right at the beginning, you go and grab that power armor mm -hmm. right from the get-go. It's kind of cheating, but you, know, it's, you can do it, so whatever. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that that game and it's funny. I, I just played it a few months ago. I just booted it up with the hell and 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 to give it a go. And man, 
Fallout 2 is really hard at the beginning. Like, yes, it crazy is. Crazy hard at the beginning. I wonder if... That rat dungeon. Yeah, the whole oh, rat dungeon. God. Then you got to fight the guy at the end and put the explosives on the door. And then and then even right after that in the village where you like you have to go fight those weeds in that guy's garden. And, uh, man, back back in those days, you, you had to save after every every turn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You really did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to playing Fallout 3. I have it. It's right it's right in front of me right here in the nice uh 1950s Vault-Tec tin lunchbox, but uh I haven't actually opened it up and played it yet, so looking um, forward to it. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of the same fears were basically on the gameplay side of things like you said and also like you said it is a 10-year-old game. It's not really going to work. The way that the older Fallout Fallout's worked if you were never if you never played it they were a weird hybrid. I mean, how would you explain it? It was maybe it played a little like a Baldur's Gate game or another one of those PC RPGs at the times, but it also played a little bit like a chess match because each move that you made in walking cost action points. And you only had a set amount of action points, and then using a certain type of gun would use more action points than another one, and then throwing a grenade, depending on how far you threw it, it would use action points, and then it so there was a lot of management, and there was a lot of like micro stuff you had to deal with in order to just be able to walk, hardly. But they they really have fine-tuned it for the new generation. I, I was just really concerned with, you know, at first that's very daunting, and like you said, Fallout 2, just whenever you start, it's mind-boggling. You just don't know where to begin. You're like, okay, I have all this inventory, and I don't have anything in it, but how would I use it if I did have something? Oh, look, I picked up a screwdriver or whatever. And, uh, well, this is taking up two slots, and it says I can only carry ten more pounds of stuff. I mean, there's a lot there. And Fallout 2 arguably didn't introduce you to it well. They just threw you literally into the wolves. And you had to fend for yourself, which made sense in the premise of the game, sure, but as far as picking it up and playing it now... I mean, I would recommend someone go back and play Fallout 1 and 2. It just be ready to learn. Yeah. Be ready to, you know. I, you know, like games that do that kind of throw a lot at you, I, I don't mind so much. You know, it's interesting to kind of pick through it and make your character the way you want to and, and away you go. But, you know, back in back in the old days, you know, 10 years ago, um, you know, there were a lot of skills. Uh, like when you create your character, there's a lot of different ways. You can be the thief guy. You can be the talking guy. You can be the combat guy. Um, and there's a, a ton of skills and perks and whatnot that you can you know use to customize the character that you want to play. But but back then in Fallout One and Two, there were a lot of skills that were really kind of useless. Like they were interesting mm-hmm. as like a role playing. You know, oh my character kind of you know it, I'm going to put skills in gambling or I'm going to put skills in um, I don't know science or whatever. And some of those skills really didn't you didn't need them and you're just wasting skill points. And from what I can see in Fallout 3, it looks like they're taking a lot of, like, there was a lot of different skills. I don't know how many, 15, 20 skills. And they look like they're combining a bunch of them in the third one, which is great because, uh, like, if you combine three of those skills into, like, the thievery skill or whatever, then that's, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. So I'm kind of glad that they're, they're not dumbing it down, I don't think, but they're streamlining a little bit. It, yeah, that's a perfect point, and that's kind of what I was going to say, is the biggest fear that people have with going with the Bethesda side of things and the whole, oh, it's going to play like Oblivion. I did enjoy Oblivion. I know you said you actually like you didn't really care too much for Oblivion, but what they've done is they've used the accessibility that Oblivion gives you, and they've integrated it in with the crazy system that Fallout 1 and 2 use. Like what you said, how science was a bit iffy 
in Fallout and Fallout 2, they actually streamline that with your medicine. So if you go more in science, you'll have a higher success rate of inventing new items, and then you're going to get more energy back per stem pack that you use. Like if you use a first aid kit, you're going to get more health because you know how to bandage yourself up in theory. Um, so it really does – there's not really a wasted opportunity with the perks so far. They still do have some of the fan favorites like Bloody Mess is still in there. So anytime – it doesn't matter if you just hit someone with a, you know, hit someone with a bat. They're just going to explode into ridiculous stuff. It's like you're Mark McGuire on roids as a super mutant and you just go and just ramble these people. But – there, there is a difference between, yeah, making it dumbed down and streamlining. And Fallout 3 really brings the Fallout experience to the new generation. I mean, this is, it's going to appeal to, you know, longtime Fallout fans as well as someone who, you know, plays, I don't know, Halo 3 quite a bit. They, they've done enough to it to make it accessible for everybody. And that's going to piss off a lot of people. As Fallout is very much one of those games where it feels like it's your game. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I, and I feel for those like the hardcore Fallout type of people, you know, who who are maybe a little bit disappointed that you know you're, they're getting this watered down version of the third game. But at the same time, like uh, when I first played Fallout, I, I made you know I, I had an idea of a character in mind, and just the way that the game mechanics worked, you know, I was halfway through the game and realized, well, I chose a lot of skills and perks and traits and whatnot that really aren't very good, and now I have a gimped character, and I'm halfway through the game, and I don't think I can, like, progress anymore because my character is not strong enough, so now I need to go right. back and, and start all over again. Like, you can't get away with that type of mechanic anymore, so, I mean, people nowadays would just say, screw this, I'm done with this game, you know, let's move on to something else. Yeah, that's true. So, um... You know, I, I was a little hesitant about the the whole potential watering down, and this is just you know futuristic uh, oblivion. But the more I've seen, the more I've read about it. I think it's um, it's just updating the uh, uh, the mechanics to a more you know a more modern setting. It's a lot more playable, a lot more feasible for mm -hmm. people. So I'm just very concerned, and it seems like especially this fall, and Tyler, this is going to come back to you in Dead Space a little bit. <laughs> um, this it seems like marketing is a key, key component, but it seems like Fallout has been marketed as a shooter. And I just want to say right now that Fallout 3 is not a shooter any way, shape, or form. There's, if To go in and think of it like that is completely – it's not off-base because you do have a gun and it is in first person. But, I mean, would you call Metroid Prime a shooter? It's you know there's more of a hybrid um, like with the Metroid for instance that's more of a puzzle maybe a platform in some regards but it's more of an adventure game. It's funny that um, it's funny that you say that like things that get marketed differently and set up expectations for people and it reminds me of um, uh, No Country for Old Men when it came out. <laughs> um, the marketing that they put behind it made it look like like a Jerry Bruckheimer action pack blow 'em up movie. Yeah. And then people would go and see it. I love that movie, but it is not that type of movie. It's very oh, no. slow. There's, you know, very character-oriented. Uh, but, yeah, it just kind of reminds me of that. People will, you know, go and expecting, oh, this is basically Halo 4, right? And then they find this RPG type of uh, gameplay, and they're like, what? Lol, yeah. what? Yeah, exactly. And, like, as far as the Dead Space thing is concerned, like, that was marketed as very survival horror 
but Tyler, would you think that it's still completely survival <laughs> horror, or no, is it? A lot because of I heard that it's not. I never found myself. I have never found myself low on ammo or anything like that. Like it was have, survival can, horror, like Resident Evil Four was survival horror, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like I, I, think, I read I think a, even. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So I read in a review that uh, I can't remember which site it was, but it becomes a more um, survival horror game if you play Dead Space on hard or impossible, because that's when you have to. It's so tense because every bullet counts at that point. Yeah. Like ammo is so uh, limited and resources are so limited that like every encounter with a monster it, it could be like it. <laughs> but on medium yeah, setting, yeah, yeah. you can blast away. It's an action game on medium setting. It's, yeah, it exactly. veers more towards survival horror on the harder settings. Mm, that's funny too. Yeah, because uh, I, I I think they I could see them giving you so much ammo because you do need to make those precise shots of like take to take out limbs and stuff like that. And if you're I guess if you're a medium gamer, which is like, you know, me and I'm probably even easy gamer sometimes a lot of the time. Uh, it's I guess they're like you probably can't make those shots, so here's lots of ammo. Well, so but, speaking uh, of yeah. speaking of Dead Space though, Tyler, I gotta give you props. I'm proud of you for playing a horror <laughs> game. And Man, it's true. Good, I have to. It's good. I, I just have to picture do it. I picture a room that you played in, and there's just poop everywhere because you're just you know. <laughs> no, there's like I like I like planted like beautiful flowers, and I have like sunshine, like in a little cartoon, like animals like all around the room, just to be like just to look at when I get like super tense. Like when like a pop can falls on the ground in the game, and like freak out. Just like I picture you have to, you play five minutes of Dead Space, and then three hours of Little Big Planet as like you yeah. know a sore base, you know so to speak. Yeah. Right, and then you have a uh, Tiny Toon Adventures yeah. on in the background. I always calm down. <laughs> the... I always play something else afterwards. So. Well, you have to. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a nightmare uh, tonight about Fallout because I literally went to bed thirty minutes after I got done playing. Yeah. Because I hear the and subway. Do that. The super is like the scary area of this one, and that when you start at the game and you're weak, you want to take the go through the subway to get from area to area because above the train is like the much harder enemies or something. Is that did you find that to be true? Um. Well, it's really once you get out of the vault, um, you can really go wherever. And the reason why you can do that is just like Oblivion. It's kind of funny if you juxtapose it with Oblivion, because whenever Oblivion started, you come out of the sewer, and then they're like, "Welcome to Oblivion," and then you're on a hilltop, and you kind of get this big expansive thing. And at the time, I was blown away. I was yeah. like, "Oh, there's so much to do." But now, whenever I replayed it, you're facing a hill, like you're looking at a hill. Yeah, there's not. There's nothing else there. It's a hill with trees. And I was blown away by that. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, you know, it was a big game. But now with Fallout, since you come out of that vault and you see everything. Yeah. And, I, and, everything, I, and I regret watching any video because that's a, such a beautiful scene and I wish I could no, it's watch still, it No, it's still worth it because <laughs> I watched the same thing. They had it in the retrospective and I was like, oh, shit. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that was ruined for me. Great. No, sir. Whenever you get it, crank up your system – and just watch how it happens because the, I, I will say right now that Fallout 3 has my favorite opening just scene and sequence and like tutorial levels and stuff like that of any game I've ever played. And I, I will – that's not like platitudes and all this other stuff. That's legitimate. This is the most amazing, mind-blowing intro I've seen to a game. Well, I don't know. I bought it for the PS3, so it's, the door's going to open and it's just going to be blurry textures or what do you think? <laughs> Right. Well, honestly, on the 360 version, it's blurry textures too. But whenever you can look for 40 some odd square miles, and it really is, it's absurd. You can see the entire game from where I started in my vault. I could see the Washington Monument, and I was on the other side of DC. I was on the other side of Washington DC, and I could still see the Washington Monument. 
I, pi- I picture and, her getting to that point, and the vault door opens, and the music starts to swell, and then Tyler logs in, and, and my PSN thing comes up saying, Tyler just logged in, and then it freezes. <laughs> it freezes? Oh, yeah. man, I was going to say that. I was like, that's the, that's the one big thing I've heard, that freezes whenever you get notifications. I think you can turn those off, but... Yeah, you more. can turn it off, but man, patch please, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I've heard some weird stuff about the PC version too. It's been running into a lot of bugs, like sound glitches, and of course they use SecureROM, which has just been giving all the love in the world this year from stuff like Spore. But uh, but yeah, I mean it is a glitchy game. I mean I have run into a few glitches where some people would be like, "Ah, oh, get out of my face!" and then they'll walk up, and literally two seconds later they turn around to go on their waypoint path. They're like, oh, hello, a stranger, you know, where it, they're just all happy all of a sudden. And so it does feel a bit like Oblivion in that regard or the older Elder Scrolls to where some of the people just don't really feel like people. They just feel like a way to press the A or the X button and have them say a random thing like, oh, it's a good thing you're wearing a coat because it's going to rain or whatever they're going to tell you. But the key aspect of Fallout that I was so nervous about, I was terrified that it wasn't going to be good was the writing. Because the writing in 1 and 2 is fantastic. It's some of the best writing in gaming because it has this weird, dark, sadistic humor that some of the people will be saying some things and you feel really uncomfortable while they're talking to you and you're like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. And then he'll say something like if you set someone on fire of, oh man, it's it's just wild because imagine, okay... Just this, for instance, this is actually from the show Six Feet Under, but this is the same type of humor. Like, imagine you just took a loved one to a crematorium, like a very close relative or a sibling or something, and it's an emotional time for you, and then you drop off the body to get cremated. And then the guy before he shuts the door says something like, yeah, we'll cook him in the morning. (laughs) And you're like, uh, what? Just, it makes you feel so uncomfortable and so bad and why am I here and but the way I'm playing through it right now is I'm going for the good route I'm playing the overall good guy I help everyone I can oh man let me pick up those groceries for you you know that type of help you across the street type of player and people will take advantage of you completely you get completely used there was a few times I'm not going to give nothing away but I was pissed I was pissed enough that I was about to go kill everyone in a town because they completely used me for everything I had and that's what the game's built on, and that it keeps true to Fallout because that type of stuff would happen in Fallout. People you think would be cool, kind of cool to have in your adversary, like, oh yeah, dude, buddy up with me, and you have a good sharpshooter skill, and that's what I lack, so we'll be a good team. He's like, yeah, we'll be a good team after I steal your money and leave, and then <laughs> you know something like that will happen, and it'll just bring you to a stop, and you'll go through all these different emotions, and you'll be like, why, why do I feel this way? This is just a game where takes place in fictional America, fictional America in 2077, but it, for some reason it's just oh, so, it's so engrossed. It must feel so good though if some some guy pulls that on you. I think that's why they put the VATS bloody mess system in there where <laughs> someone steals from you and then like you just blow him apart like he's made from like I don't know Jello. His limbs oh, yeah. just fly off in every direction. That must feel pretty good. And it, it really does. And the cool thing is is in Fallout. If you were really good and you knew how to work the mechanics, you could set up amazing ambushes, like incredible ambushes. That It was just the most – hell, we'll bring it back to Little Big Planet. It's like putting together your own level of death. And so what I would do is in Fallout 3, like earlier today, I was actually sneaking through a raider camp, and I was placing mines at certain places. 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to make sure that I pick off this guy. I shoot this guy in the knee so he'll try to go to the med kit for cover, but I put a uh, grenade right by – or not a grenade, but a landmine right next to the med pack. So I did all this stuff, and it worked perfectly. It worked – and I was laughing. I was giddy, and I just killed five people. So I don't know what that says about me and being a sociopath, but you know, that's for another time. Well, that's a big but, thing, right? I mean this Fallout 3 is a water cooler game, right? It's those cool – things where you approach something completely different than I would or, or, or Tyler would, but it works out and, and it just makes for like this interesting, you know, discussions like how did you get across or finish this sequence or whatever and all three of us could have done it completely different ways and I think that's really, really exciting. And, yeah, uh, and I mean, you could do it in the older Fallout games and it, it seems that that aspect has been kept for the third game, which is, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest points for me in uh, the Fallout universe. And it's definitely there. I mean, exactly like you said, it's um, – I mean, you know, I go to Penny Arcade quite a bit and just talk on the forums. And even in the first 20 minutes of the game, there's about six or seven different things that can be done just like that in completely different ways. And everyone had a different story. And it's hilarious to read about some of these because some of these people are just trying to play it to break the game. Like, oh, I just – set someone on fire whenever they were six years old and it was hilarious and then they had a grudge against me and they had scars on their face you know and shit like that where you can play the game exactly how you want to play it and you are that character you know i love playing those games to where i picture it as me in that atmosphere like what would i do um but i have to tell you i'm gonna replay it again and i'm gonna replay it as han solo because (laughs) this just screams to be that rogue with a Heart of Gold or, you know, Mal, Captain Mal from Firefly to where if someone tries to question your authority, you just bust a cap in them. And then you leave and you're like, yeah, that's right. That's right. You don't talk back. But <laughs> but the dialogue options are great as well. So, I mean, those are in tune with the Fallout universe. Uh, there was a guy. He's a mayor of a town and he has a Crocodile Dundee hat on. And one of the very first thing I could say to him was nice fucking at asshole. <laughs> so I said it and he's like, hey, my mom gave me this hat. And then I felt bad, and I apologized. I was like, I'm just messing with you. He's like, okay, you're a good guy. So it's like some weird... And then you engage Bats and blow his head off. Yeah, exactly. He turns around and I'm like, ah, motherfucker! And then like put a grenade in his pocket and then run away. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, this really goes in line with the whole Fable type of deal, because I haven't got a chance to play Fable 2, because honestly, I was waiting for Fallout. And, I mean, Fable is going to be one of those games that I get back to. But so far, I haven't run into any of those circumstances that people keep complaining about with Fable to where, let's say, you get you know, your wife and your nine children, and then you bring over another woman and have sex with her in front of the kids, and then you kill the other woman in front of them, and then the mom's horrified and the children are horrified, and then you just stare at them and fart and everything's okay. I don't know. <laughs> and I then kinda, they start I, clapping. I kind of want to play that game. I don't know. What does that say about me? Well, no, I kind of agree because I just want to wear like a chicken suit and go and <laughs> slaughter people in a village. And, you know, I just want to play that in a hilarious way. But with Fallout, the stuff, these things don't build. They do in the background. They build up a karma level and, okay, was this a good decision or evil decision? But it's completely seamless. So you're just playing and playing and playing. And, like, one of the perks right now, they go in, t- uh, you know, they go with your abilities as well. So one of them that I have is called Lady Killer. And. I do 10% more damage against the same sex, but I have dialogue options for the different sex. So basically I can sweet talk this woman because my charisma is really high and my speech skill is good. So any woman, I can have do anything I want. 
so because I'm a smooth talker with them, but then guys get super intimidated by me. So you can earn that M rating. Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. That M rating is. I mean, and just in the opening few moments, the F bomb is dropped a good six or seven times, and it. It shocked me. I mean, I've heard the word before, and we've used the word on the podcast, but I was just like, oh, well then. Okay, this is what kind of ride it's going to be. This is a no-holds-barred, you know, this is a desolate, nasty place that I don't want to be in. These people are hardcore and cutthroat. But, yeah, it's to people listening out there, and if you're a big Fallout fan, you're probably already playing it, or, you know, you're, you're going to be getting to it by the end of the year. But if you're not a big Fallout fan, I will say that this is... In my opinion, the most engrossing game I've played because the smartest thing about putting this on the Oblivion engine is first person. Playing Fallout in first person is unlike anything I've ever done. I mean, I love Bioshock, and I still think it's one of the most important games released this generation. But Fallout, so far, is looking to trumpet in that regard about, okay, this is where the future of the medium's heading. This is the storytelling that we're going to going after because they can tell you the narrative or you can find it or you can listen to it over the radio or you can read about it or you can make up your own story as you go along. I mean, all those options are there and it's very engrossing and there's not much else like it. I mean, I can't recommend it highly enough, but yeah, it's, it's fun times. And also... Um, there's a new site out. Well, it's not new. It's been out for a while, but it's called a uh, good old games, gog.com. And if you have not, if you don't have a next gen system yet, but you have a PC a- able to listen to this podcast, go to gog.com. They're an open beta right now. So anybody can go now. It's not closed beta. It's open beta and buy fallout one and two and tactics for less than $11. Each one of them is priced at, I think, $5.99, and if you buy three of them, you get like a 20% discount. So it's a perfect time to either get introduced to Fallout or get the spiritual successor and the actual sequel, Fallout 3. I mean, it, it's a, just a fun time, and I'm glad the day's finally here, that it's out. And, Dennis, I want you back on whenever you start playing it, because I want us to tell some hilarious stories <laughs> about making these people do nasty, nasty things. Hey, as soon as my PS3 is back from the shop, <laughs> from I'm, the... <laughs> I'm loading it up. And just any game where you can uh, make a gun that shoots out flaming teddy bears is okay by my book. Agreed. Because you can put that in a blender, and then you can put the blender on a piston, and then the piston will throttle the blender, and then you can put a bear in there and then set it on fire and shoot it. And I agree. <laughs> It's incredible. It sounds like we're talking about Little Big Planet now. It's crazy. Well, it really is. And I mean, they do. It sounds bizarre, but they do have that same make your own adventure mentality. Just with Fallout, it's so much darker. I mean, Fallout's probably the darkest game I own. And I own some pretty dark shit. I own The Witcher. I own things that make me feel kind of bad for even thinking of picking certain dialogue options. But Fallout is making me feel like just a horrible human being. And I'm playing as a good guy. I'm playing as a good guy. And it's making me feel bad. So what does that say? Like, that's just a... Sounds like you might need to go through therapy if you play as the badass. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, sure, I want to kill the orphanage. (laughs) Or whatever. Oh, man. Press A to kill puppy. (laughs) But there... And honestly, there are children in Fallout 3. But you can't kill them, I read on Kodakuri. You, you cannot kill them. You cannot Don't worry if harm you, them. 
if you get the PC version, they'll put a mod in there. <laughs> oh man, that's oh. necessary, man. What kind of world do we live in? I know, uh, but thank God it's not the world in Fallout. I can tell you that because that shit is crazy. <laughs> oh, like, I saw the I saw the footage of those creepy like ocean. They live by the water and they're weird like giant sea life things. Yeah, those, I don't those like fish. Are fish scare me so. The scariest thing, it's amazing though, with this franchise, and Dennis, tell me if you agree or not, but the scariest thing about the Fallout franchise is not the monsters. It's of how fucking evil people can be to one another. Yeah. And like, all these people went through a lot of loss, they lost loved ones, they saw their livelihood get blown to shit, literally. Like, a nuclear bomb dropped and killed everything. And these people are still just so nasty to one another. And you're like, come on guys, let's go build a, you know, let's do build a house out of cardboard and let's you know bake some eggs and talk about fun times and sing songs on guitar yeah there's, but, some, there's something about post-apocalyptic i mean i'm, I'm drawn to the sto- those stories those books those movies and those games and uh it's you're always kind of thinking like oh man like what if this did happen i mean it is set in a fantastic world i mean with the ghouls and all this sort of stuff but but uh i mean it there's always that sort of uh um that darkness, I guess, because like I guess it could potentially happen or whatnot. So that's always sort of hanging over the uh, over the as you play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this and there's a few other games like this that I can compare it to. Instead of comparing Fallout 3 to like Oblivion, a better deal to compare it to is Stalker, that PC game that came out, the yeah. Shadows of Chernobyl and the Clear Skies that just came out over Steam. They feel very similar. Like incredibly similar. It has the same desolation and the first person view and but yeah, just the whole fact that people can be dreadful to one another. I mean, that's that's what drew me to Battlestar Galactica, which you still need to watch Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, you have not you have not seen BSC. You need to get off this podcast right now. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. We had we had an episode a few times ago where we made promises. <laughs> we made promises to one another, like hey, a band I of brothers. To that one. Yeah, I remember him saying he would uh, totally watch it. Oh man, there was, I didn't say any. Or else was I like, was I like, or I'll give you my firstborn? I didn't say anything stupid like that, did I? Uh, I think oh, so. Actually, oh, we'll go. We'll sh- play the tape back. Shit. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and it has that same draw, just the same of okay. And not in the cliche kind of King Kong way where it's like, well, humans are the real monster, but <laughs> but it really is. It just shows how dreadful people can be to one another and like why why is this race worthy of living? Why wasn't everyone blown to shit? You know, why, why did these people survive? Why didn't the good people survive? It just brings up questions of morality and it's a very deep experience. But the great thing about it is – if you want to play it just to shoot and blow up people's faces, you can do that. But if you want to literally play a game to where you could write a thesis over it, there's a game for you there too. So it's definitely worth it. I'm just worried that it won't get the type of recognition it deserves. I know it'll get recognized, and oh, you can do anything you want. But I'm really hoping it does get recognized for being a very, very unrelenting experience. Just one to make you feel uncomfortable and... <laughs> Oh man, just let's stop all this war shit, guys. Really, come on. With the economic bailout happening, and I'm starting to get nervous. <laughs> like, if this is it, man, take me. With, I'll run at the bomb as it drops. Please, just don't make me drink radiated water. Yikes. Oh man, and it's gonna happen tomorrow. But um, <laughs> that's that's the Fallout segment. I know I was kind of a. A talky 
Yeah, what the hell, man? Talking during a podcast. What the hell? I know. I know. Because, see, there's a negative Nancy, but then what's the other one? Like the talky... Terry? I'll take it. I'll take that one. Positive Philip? That doesn't rhyme. No, that doesn't work at all. That's stupid. (laughs) Positive Mositive. That's good. That's his name. That's much better. Thank you. That one. That's... Nitro Beard funded, right there. Oh. Seal of approval. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, gentlemen, for the fallout rambling yeah. that I went through. And no problem, man. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you love it so much. It's when I'm going to marry it. Yeah, dude. You I do. I mean, it will get a room. <laughs> but then if the relationship goes bad, we'll have a fallout. Oh. oh. I made a Tyler pun. Oh. You did That's it. I did. That's the, I was like, I'm fuck. I can't believe I didn't get that one. Now I got now I got a thing of one that I don't know. Oh, Tyler, you're ones. off your game, man. What's up? Oh, I don't know what's going on with me. Oh, I think okay. it's the, I think it's the dead space. It's just messing with your head. It you're you're not used to that uh, horror. I stuff. think it's the the dead space animated movie. Just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was the scariest thing of all about dead space. That, 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 that is. the dead space movie proves that there's no god. Yeah, I know. You have something so good, and then there's that blemish. Then you're like, well, there was that movie. It doesn't oh. exist. It's it's like the last two Matrix movies. They don't exist. It's just, it's the they don't. That they cheesecake don't. shit was retarded. <laughs> oh, that was so dumb. But yeah, okay, If that made it perfectly clear to me. If he just related it to the other two Matrix films, I'd, I want to see it now, but I don't want to see it. Okay, so the Dead Space movie, before we go to the fourth segment, um, do you buy it? Like, is it its own yeah. DVD? It's on DVD and, and Blu-ray. It's on Blu-ray. <laughs> to get that, so you can get like the that used to get the the so you get the 1080p and, and, yeah, shitty animation. Yeah, so it's like so you can actually see like the artist's strokes as they were like fucking force-fed poison, so they'd finish the thing faster to get the cure. It's That's so. Right. Oh my god! Don't recommend it. Don't recommend Wikipedia. I guess they'll probably someone will have write down the plot, read the plot, get the details. Watch, watch the animated, the animated comics. comics. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Where it's like. Okay, yeah, and, and those are free? Those yeah, are free? To get? Yes, those are just free downloads. What, where, are they, where can we get them at? Because I want to do PlayStation this. Network and Xbox Live, and there's probably some sort of PC venue. It is a PC game as well. If you so. go to Game Trailers and just search under Dead Space, they have all six of them there. There you go. That you can, uh, that you can look at. Perfect. Yeah, they're not that long. I think they're like six minutes long, maybe even shorter than that. I don't know, four minutes? Oh, like something like that, yeah. They're six no, parts. they're like they're not a time waste or anything like that. It's pretty easy to get through them. and You learn some really cool details. I thought it was pretty – I thought it, I didn't think it would actually be that cool, but they there's some cool stuff that they touch on a little bit, and then you kind of see it more. I'm hoping the, that – oh, go ahead. The voice acting actually impressed yeah, me for something. as like good. This is a throwaway. They're not making any money on it. I mean, yes, it's a marketing – uh, scheme and whatnot, but uh, it, the production quality is pretty good. Yeah, when you watch the animated movie, you're like, oh my god, that's like wacko, and that's they spent all the money on the like, comics, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like all the like they, it's all these voice actors from like cartoon shows you recognize, and but I don't recognize anyone from those from the animated comics. They're like they're pretty. It was super cool. I really wish there was more of them. Hell yeah! And while your game trailer is checking that out, check out the Fallout retrospective. That way you can. Kind of see if Fallout's for you. And like I said, it's not for everyone, but for the people it is for, you have found your blessing of the year right there. <laughs> your heaping helping of chaos right there. Uh-huh. All right, gang. Well, we will talk to each other in in about 10 seconds, even though we already did the segment. Oh, don't think about it too much. I know. Oh, That's God. weird. That's weird. Okay, well – 
we will be right back, guys, after this break, and stay tuned because Dennis, Tyler, and I are going to be doing our Game of the Year predictions. Brian, because he ran away. I think the real fallout happened to him. He parkoured away from his computer. He, he sprinted <laughs> he, away. He leapt over it with like one of those weird, like where you put your hands between your legs and you jump, like a cop over a fence kind of thing. <laughs> he or it's the chase scene from uh, Casino Royale where he was like jumping on the cranes and stuff. <laughs> he lives in a construction yard, so <laughs> keep it's his skills easy. perfectly honed. <laughs> uh, but instead, we have it's not we don't it's not like Brian's doing an impression of like some like loser. We have a genuine loser. No, with us. It's, it's genuine. Dennis. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't Dennis, I don't fake a loser. I I bring the loser to the hoop, so to speak. <laughs> to the hoop with yeah. the assist. But uh, yes, this is Dennis from Orange Ive. Um, and I have to tell you, Dennis, that my favorite episode of Orange Ive was actually one that I was not on. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> but um, but it was the Diablo one. Whenever you all talked about Diablo, uh, that was some and, good. And that shit. was my premiere episode too. So, oh my god, right out of like right out of the gate. I'm getting this feeling because you know when you when you listen to uh to like one of FM and someone like there'll be like that one person that has like a voice and you're like oh that person must work for the industry or something. I'm getting that vibe from Dennis right now. I don't even think we should be saying this stuff. We should be like oh we have like the creator of uh, Fallout Three, um one of those crazy guys, Todd Howard, yeah. and then we have Todd Howard with us. Say hi, <laughs> yeah. say hi Todd. Yeah, I, we should we should do that. I should just fake developers. Yeah, I, uh, I'm the guy who made World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. The but we can't guy. do. Yeah, we can't do things like Todd Howard to be like, oh, like the like the character designer or like the animation lead, and we'll be like, it's uh, it's Dennis, the uh, the animation lead on uh, on on um, Fable Two, and then he'll be like, hey, I have an English accent because you're supposed to. Cause I think and then, that's where and then we get located. like crazy emails from the actual people. <laughs> oh, so, cease and, and like, desist. Like, you stop your shit right now. And they're like, I don't remember it, but man, I was a, I was fucking awesome on that podcast. Thanks for having me on, guys. Like, no yeah, it's a pleasure. And they're like, us in the industry all sound the same, and they all sound like Dennis. It's so weird. <laughs> we call that the cease and desist game. Yeah. <laughs> Get the nice so, little yeah. letter with the stamp on the front. So, out of what everyone's played this year, and this is always the hardest part to remember what came out earlier in the year. Let's not forget, Metal Gear Solid 4 came out. What's um, uh, all? I don't know. Who wants to start? Anyone want to start about who, what, what they believe will possibly be the uh, world-renowned game of the year of 2008? I, I, I vote Dennis goes first since this is premiere on here. <laughs> oh, oh, he has like no spot. time. I feel so bad. I popped on the I popped on the aim and was like, "Hey, you want to be on a podcast?" And he was like, "No." And I was like, "No, no, no. It's a good one." And he said, yeah, "That's what you always tell me." Oh yeah, I gotta go first. Yeah, see you guys. Yeah, <laughs> Peace. Uh, yeah, so I don't know because there's, you know what, this every year the like big contenders for game of the year come out in the like final four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so tough. I mean, we got Fallout Three, Dead Space, Mirror's Edge, Little Big Planet, Valkyria Chronicles, whole bunch of good stuff coming out. 
And you're right. It's tough to remember. What have you played for the you know past 10 to 11 months? Um, you know, I've had a, a good portable year. Like, I've really, really enjoyed my DS to a lesser extent my PSP. Um, and I really had a whole lot of fun with Final Fantasy Tactics A2 Grimoire of the Rift. I think it, that should get Game of the Year title. <laughs> right. Because the title is so awesome. But, um, yeah, I don't... I. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that Dead Space is definitely going to be like in the top three. I think it's going to be a contender. I mean, I really, really enjoy that game. I mean, it, you can see the flaws. There are flaws. To, it's not a perfect game, but it it just nails the atmosphere. And to be honest with you, like I've had my PS3 for three months, and I've enjoyed it. I've played it on and off. You know, like Uncharted was good. Ratchet and Clank was fun. And of course, Metal Gear. But I wasn't in love with my PS3. And then when I got Dead Space and I got like two, three chapters into it, like I was, like I was sold. Like I was, it's not like I had buyer's remorse or anything, but I didn't, I did, it didn't get that spark from my PS3 until I played Dead Space. Right. So I think that says a lot about that game. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome game. Oh man, it's so funny you said there's flaws because earlier in the podcast I was raving about <laughs> Dead Space and I was like, it is perfect. But then like, you I did bring like, up the fact that the movie was shit. Yeah, the mo- those. Have you seen those movies, Dennis? Like the animated comics are okay, but have you seen that movie? I think it came out today. I saw the trailer to it, and it gave me eye herpes. It is the ugliest looking <laughs> animation I ever. Went- I feel probably sick about it. It's and don't like. I'll fill you in. I'll give you every plot device. I'll give you dialogue, dude. I'll give you everything just so you don't have to watch it because it is. It is. It is hard to watch. It is such an ugly, ugly. And they do that whole Futurama thing where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna put like 3D in the 2D," except they don't pull it off like Futurama does, and it's like uh-huh. the ugliest thing you've ever seen. It's just jarring. Uh-huh. It's too. It's too bad too because the I wa- I stayed up one night and watched like I don't know however an hour worth of those animated comics, and those were actually pretty good. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. Ha- I like I gotta hand it to those guys. It was. You know, just something different for the whole marketing push, and uh, I, I enjoyed it, and it kind of sets up the game pretty nice. But yeah, that tra- that trailer, you know, that one and a half minute trailer, that was enough for the movie. Just uh, yeah. you know, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'll save you everything. I'll just tell you what the cheat codes are that I that I found in in the, in the DVD and that don't work supposedly. So that kind of sucks. <laughs> Why did they even put um, them in there then? <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like square, square, triangle, 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 and there's no you don't know where to input them and. Uh, you put them in and nothing happens, so it's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe you get, maybe you can turn into one of the bad guys, the ne- the new necromorph or something. It's a big head mode. Yeah. Oh, big they head mode to, returns. Yeah, they need to come back. No, it should be a big limb mode, so it's easier to kill them. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, um, I have to say, oh man, this sucks. I got two now. I just got two. Um, you know, there's things that I think are going to go under the radar, like Boom Blocks, which I had uh, so much fun with, and I think like kind of may have gotten not the recognition it deserved from a lot of people, just not playing it and stuff like that. Like, it looked like a weird game, and, you know, Steven Spielberg, big deal, but it's just a super fun game, and it's a Wii game, and it came at a time when everyone's like, there's no good games on the Wii, and it came and no one, no one cared. Uh, but I think I think no more heroes. I think I I, I, I look it up. I looked it up. Came out this year, fools. Oh, wow. Came out the end of January. So uh, so I'm gonna say no more heroes. I, I I had a lot of fun with it and nothing. Like I just had it was just like a really goofy fun time and like I was impressed that a game that like the that the um, that the controls for. Uh, for um, fighting were so simplistic, but it, they they kept me entertained like, the entire game. Um, I'll like I love Dead Space a lot, and it's just it's just like it's the new thing right now. So I'm afraid I'll just be saying it because it's the new hot thing. And Metal Gear Solid 4, I got a lot out of it. 
um, and I enjoyed it. But no more, like No More Heroes, just felt really different, and it came at a good time for the Wii. Like it came after it came, you know, came after Mario Galaxy and, and Metro Prime Three. So it felt like you had a good, nice choice of games for a while, and, and it just stayed up, and I and I just loved it. So No More Heroes, totally for uh, for being super badass. Hell yeah! There Dang. you go. Nice. And, and for me, my mind's kind of complex because this, I mean, this is a year that I finally got the PS3 and uh, I'm, I'm probably one of the world's biggest Metal Gear fans, but I don't think Metal Gear is even going to break the top two for me. Uh, I, it's oh. going to be, yeah, man, it's going to be a distant third. And I, <laughs> I think the two that I'm juggling right now are Little Big Planet and Fallout 3. Just oh, something about both of them. There's polar opposites in design. But there's something about both of them that Fallout 3 is a return to form. I mean, we just had a whole last segment on it, even though we haven't recorded it yet. So we're in the future. This is amazing. You're messing with my head, man. Stop it. Do what? You're messing with my head. Stop it. That's right. It's all the... I'm going to have that crazy guy from Back to the Future come back. Oh, my God. My cat just turned inside out. (laughs) You chicken what? (laughs) (laughs) Flux capacitor. (laughs) Um, But as far as... I think Little Big Planet is... Well, it's bizarre. I was going to say it's a more important game, but I don't think so because Fallout's been gone for a decade. It's been – Fallout 2 came out in 98, and it was one of those genre-defining PC RPGs that everyone tried to mimic and no one could. But Little Big Planet for Sony is exactly what they needed. I mean we had the second segment. We went over Little Big Planet, and they nailed it. They There's something about that game. This reinvents Sony in my eyes, and I think for a lot of other people it's going to do the same. So it, right now it's between those two, but if I've had to pick one, one game of the year as of right now, and this isn't we're in what the last week of October, so we still got five weeks until the end of the year. Uh, I I would say Fallout Three for my game of the year right now. Just something about that. That's a bold statement. It's something about it, man. I it came at a perfect time. I mean, America just had an economic bailout, and that's terrifying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is sure radiated monsters and stuff is pretty far fetched, but uh, a lot of the other stuff is not so much far fetched. It's kind of worrisome, but it, it's just a game of timing, and it came out at just the right time because it's a very critical time in American economics, and it, it just has a lot more like for current day um, storytelling and current day of how to move the industry forward. I think it's doing it. Just as well as a game like Bioshock or Half-Life or something like that. It's just going to be a key moment in the console generation is Fallout 3 right now. So. Well, I haven't I haven't played it yet. I picked it up today, and uh, I actually lucked out because I didn't pre-order the Collector's Edition, but they had an extra one oh, that nice. I went to today. So if uh, it will get the Collector's Edition packaging bobblehead tin lunchbox award of the year for sure. Mm. That pa- That packaging is just awesome. And the reason I can't play it is my PS3 broke and is now in for service. So I've got Fallout 3 staring me in the face, and I can't (laughs) do anything about it. The little Pip-Boy bobblehead is just going like, yeah, how you doing? Oh, God. Have you you played the previous ones? Have you played 1 and 2? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was big, big fans of of those first two games, for sure. Okay, and I will warn you ahead of time – it really depends on what you want from Fallout 3, if it's going to live up to your hype or not. Because I'm I'm going in with with uh, like I'm not. It's not going to be like Fallout 2. It's a completely different type of game. Uh, you know, a whole different group of people putting it together. Um, the only so I'm going in with with no expectations. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but the one thing is, I really didn't like Oblivion, so I'm hoping it's different enough from Oblivion that uh, I can get away, you know, I can I can enjoy it. Right, and I, I can say real quick that it is different enough, at least from my personal stance, because I loved Oblivion, but this does not feel like Oblivion. Um, I think, as for Fallout fans go, and I said this last part, is uh, even though I haven't said it yet, amazing. Um, this this game really hits the tone of the series, and Fallout is a game all about ambience and tone. It just sets a mood, and it has a setting, and you just want to live in it. You just want to go there. Even though in the real world, you don't want to. That's the worst place you could ever live. The wasteland is dreadful and horrible and horrifying. But there's something so addictive about going and discovering things. And the game is still based completely on discovery. And the story's not told to you. It's not ham-fisted. It's not, you know, it's not just slammed down in front of you and said, hey, here's what the story we're trying to tell. Do you like it? Eh, eh. Uh, Oblivion yeah. kind of had that too much, in my opinion. But, hey, as long as it doesn't have, uh, hey, I need to jump for half an hour so I can get my jump skill up. No, no, no. No, they, uh, they handled it I'm really told. well. They, they did handle it really well in, you know, the, in that regard. The, the fact that the skills and everything like that, they, you actually, whenever you level up, you can put more skills into your speech or more skills into your – it just works identical to the older Fallouts. So, yeah, it sounds like it has more of a – more RPG trappings than, the, uh, than Oblivion did, which, which to me is a very, very good thing. Mm. Oh, yeah, man. But uh, you're going to love it, and hopefully you'll get it back soon because, yeah, you need to come on here and talk with me more about it because it's just one of those games that only comes around, God, once every decade, it seems. So, yeah. So, but, yeah, well, we're going to get going. It's getting late, but uh, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on this final segment. Thank you, Dennis, for making your premiere. Yeah, anytime. And, um, yeah, and we will see you guys some other time next week here on Nitro Beard. Peace. See ya. Bye. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. In my heart, I have but one. And that one is you No other will do I've lost all ambition For worldly acclaim I just want to be the one you love And with your admission that you feel the same I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of Believe me I don't set the changes.